PWP Nation, where wrestling discussion lives. Well, hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible Podcast, a.k.a. the ABC Pod. Fellas? Hollow. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the Offended Podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for me. Quarter Russia wants you to believe in some real. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod and Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. To Offended, presented by PWP Nation, it's your boys, Tricky, and welcome back, Stoutsy. Hey, oh, what's up, you fucking marks? I'm back. Had a nice little hospital scare last week, but uh, here I am. Nice. Uh, do you want to tell the listeners what happened? Do you want to get into it real quickly? Or? I mean, I, I can go through it real quick. I mean, you know, I've been sick for a while, and then uh, last week, actually, during the, the Game 6 of the Blues started like, experiencing this really bad like back pain i like explained it as if you were to like drink something and it goes down the wrong pipe and then like your chest and back just like tighten oh. up and you can feel like and it feels like there's like air trapped and stuff that's what it felt that was like? me yeah for three oh. days straight that and sounds fucking like, miserable man yeah and like my upper stomach was like in so much pain and so i kind of I was like, all right, whatever, whatever, maybe something I ate, even though I didn't really eat, and kind of made it through the night, then, like, the next day, I woke up, it was all all right, and then, the more, like, I ate, or, like, if I drink water, it was like, fuck, I just feel, like, nauseous, like, I'm gonna throw up, like, so later that night, I was, like, just feeling terrible, like, going to the bathroom a bunch, and just feeling nauseous, and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna fucking sleep in the bathroom, so then I, like, not to get too, that's not even that gross, but I was like, yeah. I need to, like, throw up or something. So, like, I kind of, like, you know, made myself throw up a bit, but it was, like, it was just water, like, coming out, which felt, like, good for a second, but this fucking pain would not go away. And I was like, all right, whatever, I'll suck it up. Went one more day, and that's saying, like, later the next night, I was, like, sleeping in the bathroom again. I couldn't sleep at all, like, couldn't even, like, it was so, it just hurt so bad. I was, like, I couldn't hold water. It was like 5 a.m. and I'm like, all right, something's wrong. And I was like, so I like woke up my mom and was like, hey, I was like, don't panic. Stay calm. I- I'm okay, but I'm like but, 100% but I'm sure. I, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I need to go to like the ER. And like, I never like 
you know me, I've, I've, even when I talk to you about it, you're like, yeah, dude, you should go. And I'm like, no, fuck it. Because, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just don't want to deal with it. I just love how you text me. You're like, yeah, I'm just not in the mood. I'm like, I don't really think you have a choice, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, and my parents, and like my whole life, I'm like, I don't want to go to doctors. Like, my arm's fractured or something from hockey. I was like, yeah. whatever. Like, I'm not going until I have to go. Right. So, she was like, okay, yeah. Like, if you're telling me you have to go, then obviously, like, you have to go. So, I'm glad I did. Got in there. Found out my colon, which is, like, what's wrong with me. Like, my whole intestine is like it was just like extremely inflamed Fuck. like worse than what it already is which is why like there was this pain and like felt like there was just like trapped air i just felt like i needed like a huge burp yeah yeah like a massive one like no matter what i did i just like nothing worked so so in the hospital pretty much all weekend got pumped with some iv steroids which uh really helped a lot and now your balls uh, are tiny yeah Figured out, got a few more tests run, figured out a few things, and kind of gained a little more ground on ideas about maybe what to do next, and I'm out now, got out, and came home Sunday evening, and uh, still feel like a little shitty, but mm-hmm. as you can tell, like, I sound better, feel a little better, I'm on more steroids, which I hate because they give me the worst side effects ever, and I usually get really fucking pissy. Uh, oh, couldn't fucking tell. And... <laughs> couldn't fucking tell. Here, let's let's. I'm gonna read a fucking text message you sent me. Uh, because normally, if I text you, you and you don't respond, I just assume that you're sleeping. So I said, just eating really quick, and then I'll be ready. No response for 30 minutes, and I said, wake up, wake up, like the fucking system of the down song. And then I get a text back from you saying. I was waiting for you to finish feeding your fucking face. Had you even started Skype yet in your Windows 95 computer? <laughs> I haven't tripped you in a while, man. It's been a while I since I've... Uh, I saw that from you. I was like, he's back. I haven't uh, chirped in a while, so it was uh, it need to be done. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling better. The problem is uh, I'm on like oral steroids now, so they don't work. They they can work. They've kind of failed me before. Where like I've kind of gotten immune to them, mm-hmm. but I haven't taken them in so long that I'm hoping they continue to work. They don't work as strong as like an IV steroid, obviously, because that's just going pumping right into your body. But so far, been all right. Had a few better days. Still have some bad parts of my day or whatever. I mean, yeah. I was able to go to the house last night in an emergency because my power went out and I needed somewhere to watch the Blues game. And luckily, I'm like was feeling like confident enough to be like i can probably make it to bowman's like i think i can drive 15 minutes without having to use the bathroom like i pre- i'm praying that i can so like well i was gonna call you but i thought you were in florida no i was I'm, for, I, so, I for some i thought you were already in florida or something i was like i'm supposed to leave tomorrow but i'm okay. not now i'm going to game three because i'm there's no way in fucking hell i'm missing a stanley cup final game right yeah, so I I didn't even bother you because I was like, oh, he's fucking down in Florida. I don't know why I thought you already left, but uh, yeah, you could have came over. Fuck, yeah. I mean, well, if, I, if you I, want, you could just stay at my house while I'm gone. I don't give a shit. That's true. But uh, then I forgot all oh, this the watch party too. So then I was like, fuck, I got I got to call Bowman because uh, your house is closer. And I was like, all right, I got you know five minutes compared to fifteen minutes. It's a lot to me driving. Uh, just you uh-huh. know, being sick wise. And then I was like, God, it's faggots in Florida. Sorry, fuckers in Florida. <laughs> and I was just like, 
I was like, what a dick. Like, the one time I could probably get out and go watch a Blues game with this kid, I think he's in Florida, and he's fucking not. He's at the watch party. It's like, he goes, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I apologize, but, uh, um, yeah, so I got to see Bowman and Kevin, who I haven't obviously seen anybody in in months. So uh, it was kind of a nice, like, spirit booster to, like, mm-hmm. get out and see friends and watch a hockey game and, like, give somebody a high five. Uh, which sounds like people are probably like oh like what's so big about that it's like buddy i've listen people i've been fucking in jail pretty much in a house sick with no human interaction but my family yeah so when i first saw bowman he just goes oh look at this bag of bones because i'm so fucking (laughs) skinny now and then kevin looks at me and just goes god you look gross i was like I was like, God damn, do I love my friends. What a fucking response. God damn, you look oh, gross. Yeah. What a, that's well, fucking I was, great. Yep. I was like, I wouldn't want to welcome back either way. So Bowman came was, over for double or nothing this past weekend, and me and him went out, me. and I fucking just went back to his place till like fucking four in the morning, just playing Mario Party with him. That's That happens. Yeah, it was great. It's been a, it's a crazy the, weekend, and then... Smoking uh, the gunge was able to get out of the house actually i don't know how much of that i'll actually be able to even you know continue to do but it was a it was an emergency situation if the power window went out i wasn't leaving my house but no way was i missing a cup game fuck no no fuck fucking no. way i i would have i i wouldn't even cared if i shit myself on the way to steve's i just been like hey dude i shit myself i need to use your i'm gonna be in the bathroom for like 10 minutes because i was not missing this fucking game so oh, no. that's uh that's my story of the week my health update so but really i guess i'm serious note. i am fucking i'm feeling better so hopefully things just keep slowly getting better and stuff i just gotta like not get excited and like push myself and start like right. trying to do too much or else i'll ruin it but jesus christ i feel somewhat like a new person still bitchy still pissy about stuff and, <laughs> which, uh, we'll in, which we'll get and into we're, because which we'll, we'll talk will hockey get later. into yeah, Which, hockey, uh, wrestling, the whole shebang. We might hear some live breaking news on their show because they still haven't announced what they're doing to Oscar Sundquist. So when we get into uh, hockey talks later on in today's show, uh, that's what we'll end with. Hopefully we'll hear some news on Sundquist. I can't believe it's not out yet. Which yeah, makes me either. believe, that makes me think that like they don't even know like what to do with that call yeah. on that hit. Just so, give, the guy, give the guy a fine. Yeah. Give him the max fine. He's never done know. anything like wrong, like ever in his career. Like, yeah, that's that's what I was saying. I mean, we can we'll get into it later in our blues yeah. talk. I got a I got some solid points on that one, so we'll uh, yep, yep. we'll get into it. But uh, and uh, by the way, um, either later tonight after this or tomorrow, I'm driving to your fucking house and giving you your fucking birthday present. I don't want it in my house anymore. I got shit everywhere. I'm sick of looking at it because I want to keep it. Does it stink? Does it st- no, I just I want one. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, well, you should have just got yourself one. Well, you know what? I was kind of low on money at the time. I didn't sell any Stanley Cup tickets then. So. Oh wow! What a friend! What right? a kiss ass! Right? Yeah, I buy my friends shit. That's how I get my friends. Um, <laughs> fuck yourself. Um, but yeah, and oh, you can't hear this because you're a little bitch on Skype, but uh. That Scott Steiner sign is going off. Whoa, whoa. You know what? That that's breaking news for the people, for fucking listeners right now. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. Some breaking news for you. 
uh, regarding our show. We got two things. Number one, obviously we've been saying for a while that the wrap-up will be back after the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, with the way wrestling has been lately on WWE, it's been kind of fucking hard to watch wrestling right now because it's been so bad on WWE's point anyway. Oh, sorry. But, uh, fucking... When we do the wrap-up, our first episode back, we'll have JCD on, and he has some, like, interesting takes on AEW and why he thinks, like, going back to TNT is actually a bad idea. But, okay. yeah, it's it, he's told me what why his take's like that, and I didn't think it was bad, but I think it'd just be a nice conversation for us to have, so that's what will be our first wrap-up back, because I just don't see us talking a whole lot of WWE and being extremely positive about that when we return. So, it's all right, because as I've already seen on Twitter, JCD, uh, you know, he tends to find the negatives in things. Yeah, I mean, but, like, it's it kind of has but, to do with, like, the NBA and everything on TNT. and Understandable. Yeah. yeah, and I actually, I get his, like, I actually get what he's saying on this one. Like, there's times where he will complain about something, and he knows. I don't agree with it. We don't agree with it, but, like... You know, this the good, time, the I don't thing think with him wrong, though, honestly, is, the thing with him though is that he brings points. Like yeah. he doesn't just say something. Like he'll bring points, and you can be like, okay, like at least you have like a reasoning. You're not just being, you know, some douche from New York, right? Exactly from so, fucking New York. Yeah. But other news. Excited about that. Bigger news. The biggest news. This is episode ninety-seven. In three oh, episodes, oh. it's gonna be episode one hundred. Our big, big, big episode. So, we were going to maybe have, like, just jump on. I'm pushing that back now just because of circumstances. I don't even know if you're even going to be able to make it to the cockpit or not for this. Mm-hmm. Corey has told me a couple weeks ago that he is probably going to make his return on the 100th episode. Okay. And we are going to do our last 90s episode on episode 100. That's going to be our 100th episode, as thought, since our 90s episodes, I think, are our best episodes. And we've been talking about doing this for a while, so we've, we'll do it now on the 100th episode. Yeah, well, hopefully, if, uh, like I said, things keep going well with me, I'll be able to hop in. So Yeah, and we'll count, be counting down the top 30 songs of the 90s, so it's going to be a long yeah. one. Yeah, woo! Going to be alone. So, yeah, that's all we got coming for you. On today's show, we got just talking Stanley Cup and AEW. AEW, a little John Moxley. Yeah, oh, man. I'm excited. I'm, excited. I'm like, excited. To t- I, I think I was the other day, I was like, there was yesterday or something in my head before you texted me or, what'd you text me today, the list, or yesterday about I the pod? I texted you this morning, probably. Or something like that. I think yesterday you asked me to do it today, and I was like, man, what are we going to talk about? And I go, Oh, Double or nothing, John Moxley, Stanley Cup. Sounds like a good routine yep. in my head. And then you texted me this morning the exact same thing, and I was like, yeah, perfect. Hey, that's why we host the show together, you know? That's just what we do. That's just what we do, motherfuckers. But anyway, yeah, let's know. get in the songs of the week, song bitch. I actually made this list last week for you, but uh, you didn't come on, so I had to change it. And since we was just like a strictly Stanley Cup episode, all my songs last week were just like related to the blues and hockey and everything. Um, nice, nice. So yeah, and also shout out to Tunkle and Greg for stepping in. They did an actually a really good job. I thought the show actually went really well. I was so then I got it. I haven't checked it out yet. I was worried at first. Songs of the week, you could tell like they we didn't really know it wasn't really flowing good. But I think they were just kind of nervous 
because they haven't really done this before, like kind of soberish, I guess in a way. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of like it wasn't really going well. And then when we got into the hockey portion, though, it was just it was gold. It was solid, like really good. Are you guys going to be doing a Florida podcast again? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. So what I actually wanted to do is take a week off from doing Offended to save us time for the 100th episode. But I might just wait in the week after the Stanley Cup Finals now because now I want to get an episode out because it's the Stanley Cup. I was going to say, if we're after the Cup's going on, some shit happens, we have to get one out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're definitely. Yeah, we'll definitely get one out next week. Or at least do a hockey talks and just whatever. Throw it out. Yeah. Um, I would like to do a little segment with just Greg and Gage, honestly, because since Gage last year, Gage got really shit faced, puked all over the bed, <laughs> puked everywhere, and he then he blamed it on Greg, which is pure bullshit. So I want to <laughs> get those two to sit down face to face and talk about it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So that's where we're going. In Florida next week, can't wait, but I'm ready for this fucking Stanley Cup Finals. I'm ready for yeah, this home game, man. Yeah, baby. So anyway, let's get into songs of the week. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, I kind of got an indie vibe. My first this song uh, this week is. Um... <laughs> My first song is called Here's to Endings by a little band called Handsome Ghost. Ooh, okay. You ever, you ever heard of them? I have not. I haven't either. I don't know. I I think when I was in the hospital, I was just like out of it. And I think I just, because I have a bunch of songs on my uh, Spotify now that I was like, okay, well, I don't know what this is. Um, I think I was just like on a Spotify random list while I was playing Mario Party in the hospital, which was hype, by the way. Like I had a blast in the hospital. Can't Dude, even lie. I was fucking <laughs> dying at the Yoshi Snapchat with the Night Sky <laughs> playing in the background. I was like, this is so stupid. Why am I laughing so hard at this? Because like, your friend was in the hospital <laughs> having a blast. I had to replay it. I'm like, Katie, look at this. And she's like, huh. I'm like, I know. I don't know why it's so funny to me. Because <laughs> I'm by myself in a hospital playing Mario Party with 1975 blasting. But anyway, yeah, it's a little indie song. Here's to Endings uh, by a band called Handsome Ghost. Uh, I don't have too much to say on it. It's just a, just a good little diddle. Good mm. little, nice little, little indie pop. Little diddle. Yep, yep. Um... Nice. Uh, my first song, fuck it. I'll start off with a little indie song, too, I heard last week. Uh, this band's called Joseph, but it's spelled like J. With an F? Yeah. You ever heard of them? No, I just know that's how people spell Joseph sometimes. It's weird. I don't like it. I don't like it either. But Joseph and the song is called Loverboy. Fucking Christ, man. It's just like, this is just one of the chillest songs I've ever heard, and you just will bob your head to it the entire fucking time. Like, it's just one of those songs. Windows legit. This is a song that's actually fits the legit Windows Down Roadhead vibe. Like totally. Oh. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Did you uh did you catch my uh serendipish serend serendip like I'm having a biz <laughs> moment. Seren not serendipitous. I, I know the word serendip yeah, serendipitous. There it is. Uh Snapchat yesterday when I was going you to totally Bowman's. just had a that, biz moment. <laughs> I did. I, could, I knew the word serendipity. I just couldn't say ser- I couldn't say ser- I can't say it now. But anyway, that word. When uh, I'm driving to Bowman's before the Blues game, Dream On by Aerosmith's playing. I get home. There my power's know. still out. I'm laying on my recliner and uh, uh, had a, there's a radio out. 
getting ready to go to bed. Dream on's playing again. I was like, I, I was just like, what? Well, this is great. If only I had some head right now. <laughs> here, so. yeah. Well, here, here's. I want to play a little snippet of the song. See, what, I want to get your, uh, I want to get your opinion. If it, okay. If it comes through well. a fucking good like funky like i love it yeah dude. i like it i feel like it's a good windows down head song but like if i was in the 70s and i was on drugs right yeah like maybe a little pcp right i don't know what that feels like or tastes like right seriously <laughs> same here but i, I feel like that's right. but i keep I, saying right over and over <laughs> but i feel like that's what it would be like so, oh, so I I'm that. picturing, I'm picturing like a nightclub scene, like in a movie with it, like being, yeah, like, you're neon, in like, like yeah, neon lights, like pinkish, like lights, just them, like in a slow motion, them just like dancing almost in a way. I'm getting uh, that's the vibe. I'm getting to like I was going a little more movie. sexual than that, but uh, I was oh. gonna say like kind of the same thing, except like you're in the back, like secret lounge room, and I'm in like a nice like silk shirt, smoking a cigarette, smokes everywhere, and I'm just getting some head on like the lounge, and you can't really see the girl giving me head behind the table in the movie but you get the gist that she is giving you head yeah see i just think that that song just sets up the hardcore bang sesh that follows you know you just did we just bam did we just write a movie anal anal yeah (laughs) anal anal (laughs) nice yeah all right what's your second nice (laughs) my uh my second song this week it's a little song called uh, "This Must Be the Place" by the band Sure Sure. Oh, I, I, dude, really? Did you pick that song? I'm pretty sure I picked that song like one of the first like songs of the week. Really? Yeah, that's a fucking great. It's a cover of that Talking Head song. So love that yeah. song, man. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, no, it's already fine. on the thing, whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess like, I came across it. I was like, this is a good little. It's kind of like an indie song. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, yeah, just a just fucking good jam. Uh, it's crazy that you know that and that you picked that hours ago. Dude, yeah, I'm actually... I'm looking right now. I picked that song actually two months ago. So I still have oh. everything written down. All right. Wow. Well, wow. How, how about maybe, that? Dude, maybe that's how you heard it because it's probably on the playlist. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Like I said, I, this past weekend was a fucking blur kind of whirlwind kind of thing. So yeah. I don't know. But uh, all right, well, it's a fucking good song. I'm just gonna bump it back up to the top now. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> fucking good. All right, that's, that's a great song. That Talking Head song is so fucking underrated. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Damn. Uh, what a crazy little podcast world we're in right now. Right. Yeah. Hey. Hey. And that's yeah. and that's why we that's why we're podcast hosts. Well, that's why we host a podcast. What's uh? What's your second song? My second song. I'm gonna go to the '90s song. I know I always end it with the '90s song. I'm gonna go to the '90s song. My second song. Getting ready for that 100th episode. I'm picking a song by UGK and Outkast, International Players Anthem. 
Oh, good jam. I think I might have picked that one before, but it's a fucking... I don't remember if you did or not. I probably did. It was a while ago, but it's a fucking phenomenal song. I want that played at my wedding nonstop. It's fucking good, man. It's really fucking good. Like, I just turned it on the other day out of the blue, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. It's good. And here we are again, just picking each other's songs. Wow. It kind of, that song kind of brings the thug out in you a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Kind of makes you feel like you could just dance. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny last week, me, Todd, and Greg just kept picking each other's songs who were trying to relate it to the blues. Yeah. And then (laughs) I changed my playlist a little bit and I picked like shipping up to Boston. It's like, we're going to Boston, boys. Let's go. And Greg's like, I picked that song. That was my song. (laughs) I picked that one before. Oh, man. Nice, nice, nice. Um, my third song. Mm-hmm. Uh, my third song is this week by a little band called OK Go. A little song called "Here It Goes Again." Uh, here it goes, and here, here it, it goes, goes again. Here it goes again. Yeah. People, one like, of the best music videos ever. It, it legit is. I think it's up. It's in my top five, probably. Oh, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, they did that. Well, I mean, it took them. They they did it all in one, not just one take as it took that, them one time to do it but that they became their thing after that yeah like they make unique like videos dude the uh the writings on the wall music video by them i actually think is cooler than the uh treadmill music video i don't think i've it's seen all, it like optical it illusions and shit that they do it's all like in a tracking like it's all a tracking shot too <laughs> it's like you can't tell like where the cuts are it's fucking great but between those music videos and like the Christopher Walken Fatboy Slim music video, those are like the best music videos ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, that song just came to me, and I was like, "All right, good little, good little jam." It's a good song. A lot of people like, a lot of people don't like remember like the song. Like they remember that music video, but the song's great. Like, the song's so good. It's nice, catchy little upbeat little song. Yeah, definitely. I remember people, like, when it came out, the people were like, oh, this song's not that good. I'm like, this song's really good. What the fuck? Fuck you. Yeah. What the fuck are you Turds. talking about? Hate Idiots. People. Fucking hate people. Um, <laughs> my, my third song uh, is by Coheed and Cambria. The song is called The Pavilion, A Long Way Back. It's off their uh, newer album that came out, I think, a couple months ago, I think. A couple okay. months ago, maybe last year. But it's just fucking good, man. It's just really They're like... To me, their songs are either like I fucking love them or I like. Or I, I fucking hate them. That, not like necessarily. Or not hate, hate them, just uh, yeah. Just like don't eh, feel it's it. good for like a one-time listen. But like when they have like really good songs, like the gutter and Welcome Home. Yeah. Holy shit! Like songs are fucking great. Like, what was the uh, big like mainstream song they had? Welcome Home. Are you sure? I think I'm thinking of a different one. Dun 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 dun. No, I'm thinking of the suffering. The suffering. Yeah, you remember the suffering? No, I don't actually. I wonder if this will come through. Can you hear this at all? No. <laughs> Here, I'll look it up. It was like, uh, I swear it was like, oh, it was like early 2000s. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've never, I've never heard that song. Oh wow, that was like my favorite song by him, and like fucking shit. When did I can't even think when it came out? It had to have been like two thousand and four or something. But yeah, it was a, uh, it was always on fucking uh, like MTV or music videos and really? shit. Two thousand five. That's when it was. I feel like I should yeah, remember that. That was a song that got kind of popular by him, but. Mm-hmm. That's like the last time I remember really like listening to them. So like you said, dude, like if if they have a song and like I like it, I really like it. But if it's like a song like you said, I can listen to and then it's kind of like, eh. Yeah. See, I remember like Welcome Home being like their huge fucking song. See, I don't really remember that one. This one here. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I needed was that rift. Yeah. And uh, it was the NXT. It was NXT's first ever theme song, actually. When they ex- when Triple H took it over, not the uh, fucking stupid no ass shit. reality show or game show, whatever they did first. Okay. It's when Tyler nice. Black signed the NXT and then became Seth freaking Rollins. Rollins, baby. Yeah. Yep. All right. Nice. I just turned off my phone. I need that back on, actually. <laughs> nice. Um. All right. So my number four song. Yes. My number four song is a little throwback to the man JT, Justin Timberlake. A little song called Summer Love. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I was feeling some I was feeling some Timberlake the other day. It's just the man. Well, I was watching a lot of... I watched a bunch of Jimmy Fallon, Justin Timberlake stuff. Can really get into a rabbit hole of that. Dude, I, w- I did the and, same uh, thing, but with Bill Hader the other day. Nice. <laughs> nice. So then I was like, oh, I'm going to vibe up to some uh, Timberlake. And I was like, man, what's a good summer song? I was like, oh, Summer Love, Justin Timberlake song. Figured I'd throw that on the old list. <laughs> what? On the fucking Bill Hader thing? He was on Conan. He was actually on Conan, I think, last week. And <laughs> he was talking about, like, how he always laughs, like, during takes at Barry and shit. And yeah. there's a part where he's, like, on a roof and some guy gets shot and... This one Russian guy's like, Barry, you need to help me train my men. And he's like, he's like, but your men are great. Obviously, they were sh- they were shooting. He's like, but look at him. He just got shot. My men suck balls. And then the other guy that got shot goes, well, you're the then you're the king of sucking balls mountain. And like, Bill Hader apparently was like laughing his ass off at that. Like he said, he couldn't get through the take at all. Like he was closing his eyes because the camera was going over his shoulder and he was closing his eyes. Because he couldn't keep a straight face. They said they did like 30 takes. They were on a roof. It was like 100 degrees out. And they're like, Bill, come on. Get it together. He goes, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. So I think on the scene, I think they actually zoom in on the guy's face when he says it. And just completely cut Bill Hader out of the scene. Because he can't stop laughing. (laughs) That's hilarious. Does Bill Hader like produce that show, Barry, too? Or is he just a... Produces it, writes it, and directs like a few of the episodes. Like he writes awesome. every episode. Like it's all from him. That's sick. I need to. I need to really start watching that. I was gonna say when you do, uh, after you get all caught up, uh, there's a thing on YouTube. It's like an hour and a half long of him and John Mulaney just like just discussing Barry, but they also discuss like SNL skits that never made it to air. It's just fucking hilarious. Nice. Yeah. Check oh, it out. Check it. Check it. All right, my fourth song this week is by Tyler the Creator. His new album dropped. Igor. Oh fuck! Um, Forgot about that. Fucking great album, man. It's a fucking great album. It brings back the funk, and it's just—it's like a mix of Tyler the Creator's like hip hop style and like funk. I think it's one of his best, if not his best album. 
like it's just great. And this song is called Earthquake with an F. Nice. Good. I love it, man. It's just I like Tyler the Creator. Some of his stuff, I'm kind of like, all right, that's a little too much for me. Mm-hmm. He's for kind the most of, part, I dig it. He's kind of gone away from like his older style of just like doing really fucked up raps and like. Yeah, just saying goofy, crazy. Yeah, this one's more. Which was like good, but. Yeah, this one's more like cohesive, I guess you could say. Kind of found like his niche like a little more artistic. Not that he's not, not that he wasn't artistic, but like a. It's just not all over the place. Right, correct. Yeah, this one actually, it just flows. Like, his older albums, I nice. think, were kind of all over the place. This one just completely flows. Cool. Nope. Check it out. Check it out. All right, so my fifth song. That is correct. No, a little throwback by a little band called Jet. A little song called Are You Gonna Be My Girl. Ooh. Surprisingly, we haven't had that one yet. Right. I, like, I thought we, we did. Any Jet songs? No. That kind of surprises me. Yeah. 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 So I was like, I had to double check. I was like, I swear I had to have said this, or one of us did, but no. Good little, good little song. I said, are you going to be my girl? Dude, I feel like we could, once I get back, I feel like we could play some of these songs like on the bar again and just get people going. Oh, fucking right. Hopefully when you get back, we can finally make like our web series that we wanted to make. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a little... Just, Make all of it, but it's going to be like like the Stanley Cup stuff. It's going to be like months delayed. <laughs> You're right. No, just it's just going to be like a fucking mockumentary. It's like, well, Jim's back today. He's been gone from the podcast for like seven months, and it's been the best seven months of my life. So, <laughs> <laughs> did you just walk back in? It's like, hey, I'm back. It's like just no celebration or anything. It's just like, oh, hey, welcome, welcome back. Uh, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> If we can get Corey to just be like, this sucks. <laughs> this sucks, dude. We really invited this guy back. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I love how we get like on like these little ad-lib, like, what-if moments. <laughs> <laughs> what if Jim makes it back? <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Well, my fifth and final song is by The National. The song is called Quiet Light. Their brand-new album came out uh, last week. Yeah, last week. And holy shit, man. This might be their best album they've ever done. It's what's uh, cool about this album. I think every single song on the album features a different female artist, like a different female like vocalist, like singing with them. And that style that they like mix in with theirs is it just is fucking awesome. It's just perfect. And it's just it's different too. It's different from like the Nationals' other stuff. It doesn't sound like old National. This is, sounds like something a sound that's completely different from them. So, fucking sweet man. Like it's just a good album. Nice. Just on Quiet Light, man. I was listening to it and I was just like, fuck yes, they're back. I love it. Love Sick. it. Yep. Check it out. And those were the songs of the week. And if you have Spotify, make sure to check out our playlist exclusively on Spotify at Offender Presents Songs of the Week. All right, before we get into uh, AEW, Double or Nothing, uh, real quick, you guys should go check out this movie called Chasing Molly. Uh, It's about a paranormal con artist who cleans people of their values instead of their demons, accidentally rips off a a drug kingpin. She now has to save her kidnapped partner and herself while battling through the underbelly of Los Angeles. The movie stars Shelly Pack, 
uh, Felicia Day, Jim Cashman, and Jim Cashman is actually the guy in the progressive commercials, like where the kid is like, "You're not my dad." It's that guy, like the <laughs> progressive guy. So yeah, yeah. Um, and it also stars uh, one WWE Hall of Famer, Kurt Angle. Uh, should definitely check it out. Directed by Josh Sutherland, uh, which is cool. I was looking at Josh Sutherland. I guess he's really good in the special effects and like visual effects. He's worked on Looper and like the first Avengers. Uh, let's see what else did he work on? Machete Kills, like Jack Reacher, a Twilight movie, like an X Men movie. Like this guy's, I guess, really good at visual effects, which is awesome. This is one of his first uh, directorial movies. So yeah, the movie looks really good. It looks really funny. Uh, you can check it out on. It's available on iTunes, and you can also buy it off Amazon, which is out on DVD and Blu-ray right now. So check it out, Chasing Molly. Go watch it, and maybe uh, Jim, maybe you and I watch it and we review it on next week or in a couple weeks after yeah, the yeah. Stanley Cup. Could be a little segment. Sweet. So, yep. Yeah, Chasing Molly. Check it out. All right, AEW, baby. Holy shit. Double or Nothing was a fucking fantastic show. I, unfortunately, not get a chance to watch it. I oh. was uh, I was in the hospital. I probably could have, like, ordered it, but I was just, like, not feeling like throwing $60 in the hospital to watch the pay-per-view because I was still, like, in and out of it. Did that link but, I sent you uh, network? I haven't tried it yet, but I don't know if it's still available. I don't know either. Yeah, it's the fucking... I. Well, this probably people are gonna be, like, what the fuck? but I once I give you my login and it wasn't working. I tried it on my phone; it wasn't working on my phone either. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it wouldn't work for me either. So that's so weird. Like that's fucking. Yeah, and weird. people are like, oh, why are you sharing? Why are you not giving money? Shut up! I was fucking dying in a hospital. My buddy tried to do something nice for me. Piss off. Yeah, piss off. Piece of shit. But yeah, but, uh, it wouldn't work for me either. But I don't know if you can still. I doubt you can still like order it to watch, like rewatch it. I think you can. Well, the fucking cool thing is I went back on Bleacher Report Live, and it still lets you watch it. Anyways, after, after I bought it. So if I could figure that out, I don't know if I need to, like, log out of something and see if that works. But it's if that works, I'll let you do that. But, yeah, I could watch it the other day. Um, the fucking Battle Royal in the beginning was awesome, and that's on YouTube for free right now. Oh, fuck, that's right. And it just... You had uh, Ty Dillinger, which is now Sean Spears' debut in that match. Uh, who else? There was uh, Adam Hangman Page was supposed to wrestle Pac that night, but due to creative differences with AEW and Pac, Pac decided that he was not going to appear, which I thought was weird. But so Adam Hangman Page then came out in the Battle Royal and won the Battle Royal, so that was cool. Um, one person, MJF. This guy is the fucking future of just wrestling heels. This guy is hilarious. He's a good wrestler, but I cannot stress enough how fucking funny this guy is. Uh, he was just giving people the finger the entire match. There was a wrestler in the ring that didn't have any legs, and MJF walks up to him and goes, Oh, fuck you, Lieutenant Dan, and kicks him in the face. <laughs> oh, my God. No I was way. dying laughing. Yeah, that's hysterical. Yeah, I, 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 obviously I saw some shit on like Twitter and stuff. I was you know 
try to keep up through there and i saw like a lot of mjf stuff and i was like what's this guy about oh dude he's hilarious he's the guy that's on the being the elite like acting like he's cody's friend but every time everybody somebody turns his back he like talks shit on them immediately and i'm (laughs) one of the last being the elites um pharaoh was like walking around and like he has like a brownie he goes oh hey you little piece of shit dog you want this brownie i you want this brownie here i'm gonna give you this chocolate big brownie you're gonna eat this so you can fucking die like eat this and then brady walks in and she goes now i know you weren't gonna give that brownie to my motherfucking dog because you know that would kill my dog right he goes what i would never never i would never do that what are you talking about <laughs> oh man what cheap humor i know it's just it was funny uh bret hart appeared uh introduced the new aew world title which looked fucking cool as shit looks awesome yes it's like kind of a mix of like the old school like wrestling belts with like a kind of a new school look in a way yeah um trying to think uh what else was awesome um scu just when their first match on the pay-per-view was cool um fucking young bucks versus the lucha bros Holy shit. Just. One of the best tag team matches. Yeah, it was just insane. Just the moves that they were pulling off. Steve was like, Bowman was like, holy fuck. Like, his jaw, I think, was dropped the entire match. (laughs) Like, it was just absolutely insane. And love that Katie was, like, marking out for that match. Katie was marking out for a lot. She's a total AEW marker. Oh, yeah. Um,. They announced that All Out, which is basically the sequel to All In, will be in Chicago again, August 31st. Uh, tickets go on sale on June 14th, so I'm going to tr- definitely try and get tickets to that. And Jimmy should come with us this time. Um, Hopefully. And they announced that StarCast will be returning there too as well. StarCast was that wrestling convention that was really fun last time. Uh, and apparently All Out will kick off their weekly uh, shows. So Nice. Yeah, uh, I can't Very wait. Cool. I can't fucking wait. So the big two stories out of Double or Nothing, though, was the main event between Omega and Jericho. Again, that in the second. But Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. Holy shit. That was one of the greatest wrestling matches I've ever seen in terms of storytelling. Storytelling-wise, that is automatically in my top five all time. Mm, wow. Um, just the emotion that was in that match and the meaning of that match and the way it starts off with fucking Cody breaking the throne that was like Triple H's throne from like WrestleMania like 30. And he like took a sledgehammer, by the way, and smashed it. It was uh-huh. fucking, it's just fucking cool. That was tight. And that was tight. Some people were like complaining about it and it's like, shut up. Number one, shut the fuck up. Like, you can like yeah. both AEW and WWE. Competition's good for everybody. This might legit make WWE a better product. Like, you, fucking You know what made me me mad about the people complaining is how they're like, oh, fucking AEW's taking shots at him. I'm like, okay, in a sense, it's a shot. But, like, when I think of somebody, like, a company taking a shot at a company, it's, like, really trying to hit deep at him and destroy him. I, this wasn't... If it was a shot, it's it's like a bit of a warning shot of like, hey, you know what? You're like they've all said like we're not worried about taking out WWE, but hey, guess what? We're gonna work our asses off to be a competitor in a way. It's just like it's, we're gonna do our own thing, but it wasn't right. like he was like trying to disrespect Triple H. 
disrespect WWE. And if, if these fucking marks are so fucking smart, they would know by now how much Triple H and Cody Rhodes actually have a respect for each other. Right, Like exactly. when Cody Rhodes won the, uh, uh, the, what do you win, the NWA championship last year? Yeah, and Triple and H, H, Triple H texted him. him. Texted him. Congratulations. I love, you know, I, I like what you're doing. No way Triple H is sitting there in the office like, I can't fuck these guys. I hate what they're doing. He's Triple probably H smiling loves, his ass Triple off. H loves pro wrestling. These guys, I'm not going to say they're the, like, the click of like changing the wrestling world, but they, they do might. have that that mentality of like, you know what, man? Like, fuck it. No, we are going to try to do something different. Which is exactly what Triple H and those guys did when they came in. It, like, you know what? Dude, no, let's change I, this business. That's like, exactly what I was going to bring up. Like, you said it perfectly. Um People were like, oh, they're so petty, they can't keep WWE out of their mouths. I'm like, what about when X-Pac debuted for, or came back to WWE in 98 and he was ripping yeah. on Eric Bischoff? Or how about when DX just invaded WCW? Like, are you fucking serious? WCW right. should take shots at WWE too. That's just, could you imagine if social media was around during the attitude? Oh, era? God, the amount of babies. Oh, my, it would be horrible. It would be fucking horrible. But yeah. what I think is hilarious, like, oh, they can't keep WWE out of their mouths. But it's like, did everybody already forget, like, the DX Hall of Fame? Like, when they Triple H took, like, several shots at AEW? Right, yeah. And which then, is fair, which is fine, too, because, you know, Cody yeah. and them on the Elite were taking shot. It was like, it's almost like a playful, like, okay, you know what, let's 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 spar a little bit with each other, have a little fun with it. It's, it's people are blowing it out of the water like it's like getting real real serious and it's not honestly like cody and them i think are having fun with it and if triple h says anything or any of like the old like the attitude era wwe guys that are still there mm-hmm. i think they're just like kind of just playing with it you know getting it just you know what 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 harm is it doing right i don't think anybody's gaining or not gaining from them like having a little bit of playful banner every once in a while I really don't like. Yeah, it's it's popping. Each each company's get a little more attention here or there, but it's nothing dramatic that people need to like freak out over right. or be like, "Oh, AEW, they're wow, look at them, they're trying to do cheap shot, blah blah." And WWE's cheap shot. Shut up, man! Like it's yeah. part of it. It's it's a game inside of a game, man. Like let it go. Like just enjoy it. It's gonna be fine. Like they're not gonna spend every week on TNT bashing WWE, and WWE's not gonna spend every fucking week bashing aew or nothing it's gonna be fine calm right. your fucking mark tits down it I, and like the thing like after the show was over cody was like he's like this wasn't a shot at triple h or wwe this was this was just me saying hey i want to play the fucking game like i'm i want to in i want to play like yeah and i want exactly. competition he's like i'm not here he's like i'm not here to destroy another company i'm here to play along like exactly not to get in the whole like you know uh las vegas gambling thing but he's cody's like here's my chips i'm putting them on the table deal me a hand let me see how i can survive right can i can i win the world series of poker in this wrestling that's what he's doing man like what's wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that now dustin on the other hand i don't know if he was like in character during these press conference on the post show or whatever but um because all this stuff was just, like, online, too. It wasn't, like, AEW, like, produced. It was actually legit, like, reporters. Like, right. I fucking saw, like, CBS was, like, there. Like, it's crazy. But he was, like, Vince better watch his ass. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, here we go. Yeah. We're off. And we're yeah. off. Um, but, yeah. um, 
Yeah, uh, but back on that Cody Dustin match, man. Holy fuck, was it emotional? It was just an emotional like match, especially the ending, man. And the clip, the clips I saw looked very, very like I didn't see the whole thing, but when I was watching clips of it, I was like, holy shit, man! I could feel it. You could just, you could feel it. Did you see Dustin Reynolds' face, like when he cut open his forehead? So I'm assuming there was a blading moment, or did he just yeah. get cut? Yeah, okay. there was a blading moment, and I he did not do a good job. Yes. Well, he's old, got weathered skin too. So yeah, um, <laughs> it reminded me of when Eddie Guerrero like botched oh. his like um, blade like color moment, yeah. and like oh. it was just pouring and pouring. And dude, his face was covered, and Katie and my friend Jackie, they were both like, "That's fake." That's fake, right? It's like no, no, because fake blood wouldn't still be like coming out. Like it would yeah. run out after a certain, after right. a certain point. And she's like, "But half his face was red, so you think that that helps?" I'm go. I would say yes, but the other half of his face that wasn't red is completely red, and that yeah. was not on there before. Obviously, you know the the sweat and stuff kind of helps it get going and whatnot too. But that was. We know, like, sweat, the sweat blood, because usually that eventually, like, it'll stop, you know? It'll, the bleeding stops, and then you just kind of get the dry blood. That looked like it was just, it just kept going and going. Yep. Yeah, it was. God. Yeah, it was not, it was, it was, that was pretty gross, but, like, the match itself was good. There was a couple times in the match where you think it's over, and it's just not, and the false finishes, crowds going absolutely insane. Um, a lot of and then the Met, so Cody wins, and then Dustin was apparently, which this is apparently true. Dustin that was supposed to be Dustin's last match, and he started to take off his boots as he he wanted to leave his boots in the ring. That's like his goodbye. Cody yeah. ran back in the ring, and Dustin said this on the post show or like on one of the interview things, and Cody confirmed it that he was like, "What are you What are you doing? Let me get my boots off. Like, what are you doing? Like." Get out of the ring, and Cody goes, "No, no, no, no! You're you're, you're going to keep wrestling." And like, they like whispered that to him apparently, and Dustin just like looked at him and started getting like teary eyed. And Cody's like, "You know, there's a pay per view coming up, and I want to wrestle the Young Bucks, and I want my brother." And it's like, "Holy shit!" And they hugged each other, and they were just, they both were just crying their eyes out. They cut to the announcers, Jim Ross, Excalibur, and I forget the uh, third guy's name. All three of them are crying, like legit crying, like legit crying. I get on like social media, I get on Twitter and Facebook. Every wrestling fan was like, who has the onions? Who's got the onions? Like people like were legit, like that emotional over a wrestling match. And to me, that is the, that is like the stamp on top of everything that was like, yep, this is why the storytelling in this match was almost, almost near perfect. Like, what a fucking great job by the Rhodes family on that. And such you know, a cool Dusty moment. was looking down, smiling his fucking ass off. So, Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say I saw a clip before the match started. Of the, you know, they're squaring off, and the crowd starts chanting Dusty. Yeah. And you could just tell. Like, you go, Cody almost looked like he was getting, like, choked up and even, even uh, Dusty because it was just like, mm-hmm. what a – I don't even know how to describe it. But, it, I mean, you look at it, and you can just you, – you just feel it where it was like – you know those two guys, like when the crowd was chanting Dusty, they both of them are probably like, damn, Dad would love what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. 
he would love that we're using this creativity that we've got that he gave to us and that we're we're trying to make a difference we're taking it better on ourselves and and that was just cool hearing the crowd and those two look at each other like oh man and then when i saw that i didn't see the match but i saw that and i was like this match is probably going to be fucking on and from what you're saying it was one of the best matches so just even that promo before with cody just like i forget what he's how he said or what he said but fuck it pumped me it just fucking like hyped me up he's like you set the speed limit at 35 because you're too fucking scared to, like, go any yeah. fast or something like that. I'm just like, holy shit. Like, and uh, they asked him afterwards. They're like, so we saw a lot of middle fingers, a lot of cussing, and, you know, will the show kind of be like that when it gets on TNT? And Cody goes, look, uh, we're, you know, it might be. And, you know, you look at, you watch sporting events all the time, and, you players cuss like it's all over now. It's not like right. it used to be. You know players cuss. That's every other word. And if that ha- you know what happens when that happens is that the camera just goes away. They just cut to something else. We'll do the same. He's like, we're not yeah. going to put a barrier on our wrestlers. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. It's fucking yeah. awesome. AEW yeah. is going to be fucking incredible. Like, like it's legit going to be incredible. And uh, he also <laughs> said they're not going to have a pay-per-view every month, too. So nice, good idea. Yeah, he said you guys, you guys work really hard for your money, and fifty bucks is a lot of money. So we decided that we're not going to have a pay per view every month. We're going to have like a couple. We're going to have like a few big pay per views throughout the year, and that's going to be that. I'm like, that's like quarter, like awesome. uh, like quarterly. You know, maybe three pay per views a year, something like yep. that. You know, like that. That's perfect. And he uh, spilled the beans on something that he wasn't supposed to. He goes, we talked about this with Tony. I don't know if I'm supposed to say it yet, but uh, we are also working towards a show that will be completely R rated. Nice. Yeah. Like a pay-per-view, like maybe once a year pay-per-view that's just going to be like balls to the walls, like mature, like not for kids at all. Nice. Yeah. Love so, it. Yeah, I think that's cool. Um, With that said, let's go to the main event. Uh, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. Uh, It was just a brawl, man. This wasn't like a fantastic wrestling match. I thought their first match was better. The Jericho Omega match from uh, Wrestle Kingdom like two years ago, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I thought that match was better, but what I like about Jericho is that he knows he can't do a lot of the moves that he used to do, even though he right. did a fucking lion salt three fucking times in this match. Jesus. Yeah. And then he took a table bump, and, like, it's just like, holy shit, how can – I just don't understand Jericho. I don't get it. Like, uh-huh. you can tell, like, he's a little slower, but he still looks good. Yeah. And, um – it, it was just like a it was just a fight it legit was just like a brawl because uh, Jericho's styles changed a little bit and it worked and Kenny Omega is one of the best in the world and like the way that he right. adapted to that was just cool too Jericho's entrance though is what was fucking awesome did you see his entrance at all no I heard it was all the rumblings on Twitter though that it was uh how sick it was so when like the lights go out they come back on and it's like a guy turned around doing the Jericho pose, but he's wearing like what Jericho wore on like and WCW lights go off, come back on. And it's another guy with the list of Jericho in front of his face. And he's dressed like the list of Jericho lights go off, come back on. And it's the light up jacket. Jericho like turned his back. Lights go off, come back on. It was raw debut. Chris Jericho lights go off, come back on. And then Judas goes off and then he walks out. It's like all the different variations of Jericho. That's sick. Awesome. 
That's tight. Yeah, it was really cool. And his new finishing move, the Judas effect, I thought it was really dumb. I'm going to be honest. I thought it was really dumb moving forward with that. Like on his promo videos, I'm like, that's it. That's the move. It's just a spinning back elbow. Like, that's dumb. But when he did it in the match and won off of it, I was like, holy fuck. Okay, that move's awesome because he didn't expect it. Like, he can hit it out of nowhere. Like, he was legit, like, reversing a move and hit that move and just pinned Omega cleanly for a three count. Huh. I couldn't – yeah, the crowd was, like, shocked. And that's when Jericho gets up. He's like, I told you all. I told you all. So, and then the magic happened. Hold, but before we get into that, I like how what they're doing with Kenny Omega right now. Kenny Omega, since losing the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, hasn't won a match. He's gone on to an indie promotion and actually lost to Don Callis, the fucking uh, commentator for New Japan and uh, Impact. So there's this whole story of like, it's Kenny, like, rusty? Is he not, like, since he has been wrestling for a while, like, is he not as good as he used to be? And now he got pinned cleanly by Jericho, so, like, I guess they're, con- they're going to continue that. So I think that's just, it's just fucking so well done. A guy, a promotion that has only had one show, basically, under the AEW banner, and they're already a legit competition at WWE. Like, <laughs> and, they've, and they've told, like, 20 different better stories than WWE's done. Right. Yeah. It's insane. So... Now we move on. Jericho's cutting a promo, and he's just—he's like, I just want everybody to say thank you to me. I want everybody to tell me thank you. Thank you, Jericho. Thank you. And the entire time, the entire night, I'm like, I we better fucking see Moxley. We better fucking see Moxley. And I legit, when Jericho won, I was like, man, are they going to end the show with, like, nobody coming out? Like, is that, I was kind of bummed out at first. And he cut that promo, and I was like, all right, all right. What's good? I was like, something has to happen. And then, lo and behold, that crowd starts going fucking nuts. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And there he was, John fucking Moxley. And fucking Jim Ross went fucking bananas. That was vintage Jim Ross. Yeah, I heard that. I saw that video. That was vintage Jim Ross Bye. reaction of where I literally legit believe him when he says he had no idea that Moxley was there. Right. Yeah. He goes, the, the, the roof just blew off the place of the MGM Grand Oh, God. I was like, holy shit. We got old school JR back. I looked at Bowman after the show and I was like, Bowman, that JR call, if you close your eyes, you're thinking you're watching a 90s rest, like a 90s episode of Raw. Like that's yep. JR was back tonight. And the yep. guys that they put him with, Excalibur and the other guy, I don't remember his name, but holy shit, they were they worked so fucking well together because they jumped in when uh, Jr. was kind of fumbling a little bit, and I, they saved him big time. I think in a few matches, and mm. it just worked. It worked really well. So I'm excited with that commentary team moving forward. But fucking John Moxley, man, that place was going nuts. And what I love is how he came in was through the crowd like the shield yeah came in through the crowd and i was like that's awesome yeah beats up jericho you could just tell man you could see the look on his face and he was just feeling it it looked like he looked free almost there wasn't there there wasn't a weight no you could just tell there wasn't a weight on Mm -hmm. his shoulder at all and like how happy you could just the way like 
he got on the ropes and like he looked crazy. Like he looked yep. like how Dean Ambrose should have been. Yep. So and we'll get into that in a minute. But then he goes after Omega and they brawl like to the back, which was awesome. Like when's the last time you've seen like somebody like debut and they just fight like for like five minutes instead of like yeah. they just come out and get their ass kicked and that's the end. Yeah, or do like a finisher, then they just walk away and that's yeah. it. Yeah. I thought that was really cool of them to do like Let's do something different. Let's have mm-hmm. like, let's brawl for five minutes, and gives him the dirty deeds on top of the uh, chip and of the poker chip. And uh, I'm surprised this isn't getting talked about a lot. But he gave him a fucking fu. He gave him an attitude adjustment off the fucking poker chip onto like the floor or whatever. Oh, I'm surprised nobody was talking about that. Like wow. Like, he legit got him on his shoulders and just flipped him off. Nobody said a word. I'm like, that was the Cena move. Like, how is nobody saying anything about that? Like, nothing. And, it was an, and it's an FU, so it's like, okay, all right. And then he, like, just raised his arms up in the air, and I'm like, there's his Shawshank Redemption. That's his Shawshank yep. Redemption moment. He's free. Like, he legit just, like, put his arms up in the air and just closed his eyes, like, put his head up. And the crowd's just going nuts. I'm like, man, he's just feeling it. He's not a prisoner anymore over in fucking WWE. Like, yep, love it. God's awesome. It's so awesome. awesome. So now that we're on to that, oh, on being the elite, they show like a little behind the scenes with Amber or the Moxley, like getting ready to walk out and stuff. And at the end, uh, Joey Janela walks up in the locker room next to him and like lights up a cigarette. <laughs> Ambrose takes the cigarette out of his mouth and puffs on I it loved and this. flicks it. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, I was dying so hard. I was like, oh, please grab the cigarette, Dean. Please grab the cigarette. And then he did, and I was like, fuck, yeah. So on a wrap, a few wraps ago, I said to you, I was like, I would, if there's one match I want to see outside of WWE for Ambrose, it was going to be against Joey Janela. So that's his first match for AEW at the Fighter Fest pay-per-view uh, in June. Uh, we get Ambrose and uh, or Moxley and uh, Janela. Fucking, it's fucking awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Just two styles that just mesh so well that I think they're just going to tell a great story. And it's going to be fun because they're both just fucking nuts. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Now let's get into Moxley's story from Talk is Jericho. Um, Holy shit. Just holy shit. I mean, this was... This is probably one of my favorite wrestling podcasts I listen to. Yeah, yeah, it's between this and the CM Punk one where he just opens up. Yeah. And this is making me think now that Punk was 100% telling the truth because a lot of it was very similar to what Punk says, especially creatively wise. Like, and how Vince would just be like, ha ha ha, like, whatever. Like, not taking accountability for, like, how stupid some shit is. Like, yeah the wacky hokey shit that Moxley hated like he would just read the scripts and just be like this is stupid like he's like nobody he's like uh, he's supposed to be like the cool character but right. a cool guy wouldn't do some of the shit some that this. he was doing and like how Moxley said he sounded like an idiot like it makes him look more of an idiot than it does like, like it was cool guy. it was just it was just like childish it wasn't even like right. yeah it didn't make him look cool at all it just made him look dumb and like i'll say the difference between him and punk where i think some people have pointed out is that punk was kind of i think punk didn't tried more to like 
very, 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 very WWE mm-hmm. and kind of was not like immature about it. He, you know, he spoke the way he wanted to spoke. Where Dean was like, he's very, you know, he was very, he's, I think he was honest when he was like, you know, I'm grateful that I was there. Like, you know, it's just that, like, I just couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. It was just like, it was, it was the same shit over and over. And he got, he got sick of going to Vince and pitching ideas or being like, no, this isn't. And Vince would just do like the typical, like, ha ha ha. Yeah. But this is what, this is what the people like. This is what they, this is when it's like, nobody who, who is telling you that the people like this, or this is how, why they connect with you. Nobody connects with Dean because he said he like goes and gets a rabies shot. Who, what? Right. Yeah, it's so what? obvious that Vince is just in this own. He's just in this like own bubble. He's not. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on in the world right now. He has no idea. He just does what he wants to do. That's all he's doing right now. Which yeah. I don't understand. Like you're telling me that if you go on, if Vince McMahon looks at his Twitter, how if as a business person and just as a content like story creator. How are you okay with like just getting constantly shit on? Like, because this yeah, is now it, to the point where, you know, you and I we try to stay as positive as possible about professional wrestling. It has gotten to the point where it is almost impossible to stay positive about WWE right now, aside from maybe NXT. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like, what are you guys doing? You guys have the most WWE has the most talented roster in the world. They legit have some of the best wrestlers in the world. And yet I've never been so just Blech. just blah like I don't care like yeah. about wrestling. Like I like the wrestlers, but I can't stand the stories that are going on. Yeah, well, and like uh, Moxley said in the interview, he's like we'd be doing like the one I think he said they had like six different promos and he goes, "Where's What's the story? There's no story to any of these. He's like, there's literally no stories. And like how I just said about Vince is always like, he just goes, ah, ha, ha, but this is it. And we've heard like, I think I've heard Triple H say it in like documentaries on like network or other people even said it where Vince, you know, you know, Vince thinks it's funny. He thinks that the people are think it's funny and that's Mm -hmm. what he's going with. And it's like, you're just so out of touch. Like it's complete. Oh yeah. Yeah. Come down in a gas mask and then come down in a hazmat suit. No, that's, that's literally him thinking that the audience is dumb and like childish. Like that's not, yeah, maybe like seven year old kids, like, Ooh, a hazmat suit. But like, come on, dude, like you got to look to your older audience still. Like that's a majority of your audience where you got to be like, these people don't want to see that. Like, right. And that's why people that were ripping on, you know, when he was Ambrose, like, Oh, Ambrose sucks. He can't do, he's not doing anything with the title. It's like, listen to this podcast and i it's not him i think like making excuses or anything it's him legitimately being like i try and i try and i try mm-hmm. and i have these ideas but vince has his own way and either you can go to him and bitch about it but if he says okay well all right he signs the checks i'll go and do it to the best of my right. ability but if it turns out garbage and people don't like it that's on vince right right I, and i i don't know i don't get it um I'm it's gonna... like giving a, it's like giving a really good actor a bad role Exactly. It really is. And <laughs> Moxley is known to be one of the best talkers promos like in like wrestling in general. And somehow WWE made him boring. Like how do you make a guy like that boring? He should be the easiest person in the book. Like he yeah. of all people should be the easiest person in the book cuz it makes sense for his character to be fucking nuts. Like in like 
in a cool way too, not fucking nuts of like driving a car backwards or doing wacky stupid things like go to uh go to Jersey Shore and play arcades but then like eat like an ice cream bar while doing something and throwing it on the ground and like just being like a fucking stupid idiot. Like that's not what that is. Like that no. Fuck. Shit just actually just gets under my skin. Like like what the fuck are you doing? And I'm gonna read off. Here's somebody made a list of what uh, Moxley was mad about, and this might take like two minutes for me to read. So here we go. He knew he wanted to leave the company in July 2018 when he was out with an injury. He refused to read a scripted promo because he believed it was idiotic and ridiculous, while Vince believed it was great. Talks about the promos he read while. Feuding with Seth late last year, early this year, and how they made no sense, and he tried to rewrite them, got frustrated, and he couldn't. Talks about how much he enjoyed the Make-A-Witch stuff and how it be- how he became an adult in WWE. Says he thought cutting the promo about Roman's cancer was distasteful. Uh, he says he felt like walking out on Raw where he got the shots uh, vaccinated during a promo, and that was the day he knew 100% that he was leaving and not coming back. Vince tried to talk to him into saying another cancer remark about Roman, and he said it was so bad that they could have lost sponsors and refused to say it. Um, he apparently even refused to say it on the podcast, which is, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Vince, like, how fucked up are you? Um, he says he was excited to return to wrestling when he was injured, but not excited to return to WWE. Says there was no other promotion than WWE. He still would have left. Vince didn't know he was unhappy even with uh, even with Moxley being open about his frustrations to Vince about the scripts, was happy to take bumps from Nia, but felt like uh, some of them was pushing it for, like, he was getting buried because he was leaving. Um, they offered him a new contract, and he didn't even look at it. Uh, his goal in AEW was to be the best version of himself, looking forward to uh, creative freedom. Says Tony Khan is the exact opposite of Vince and likes him and the fact that he's a huge wrestling fan. Uh, talks about using social media now that he's out of WWE, which is fucking hilarious. Um, and he told Seth he's a wild animal that's been domesticated for too long. When Seth was upset about him leaving, to clarify, he was referring to himself as the wild animal, not Seth. He explained it to Seth as being the end of Harry and the Hendersons where Harry was set free. <laughs> and then he also got paid. The last thing is he got paid only $500 for the shield special last month. And that is the lowest that you could get in payment wise on a television. If you're on television, that's the lowest yeah, amount you, you can get. Paid. You get that just for showing up. Even if you're not on the show. Yeah. And he was the main event. He was the main attraction. Yeah. And what I thought was really cool. He gave you, he gave the answer away to everybody and nobody caught it that where he was going to AEW in the Michael Cole interview. Yeah. And Michael yeah. Cole was, like, going to bring it up. And he, like, I remember watching that and just being, like, he's legitimately pissed. And mm-hmm. Roman and Seth are kind of, like, laughing at him because it's, like, no, oh, you pissed him off. Like, yep, where'd he go? Here and, it goes. <laughs> yeah. And he's, like, I'll put all my chips on the table. I'm, like, damn. He is, like, he put that one little thing in there. Yeah. So I love yep. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like the interview. I'm not, like, uh... And it's not me being because I'm like I'm sick of what WWE's done and stuff, but I think this legitimately just solidifies like all of the bullshit, man. And like, you know, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if like Sasha Banks were to like leave and go to AEW hypothetically. Right. 
I think she would give almost the same kind of thing where I think she has like this creative niche that mm-hmm. she has that is not getting explored. I even think guys like Seth Rollins, I even think Roman Reigns is probably really creative, but I think some guys, and I'm not saying he's like, they sell out or anything, but they really love WWE. It is where they want to be and they're going to toughen it out and find a way through. And I'm sure Seth Rollins ideas get more through more than probably Ambrose's did and stuff. But I really think Ambrose did a good job of like not being like sour about it, but just being, it just felt honest because Dean doesn't talk much. I mean, he does, but like we've never really yeah. heard him like come out. He's never like gone on Twitter and complained. He's never like, you know, been on a promo and complained. He finally just got to be free and just kind of aired some shit where even Jericho was like, who's been in the business forever was like, yeah, I've, you know, I saw the same writings on the wall many of times. That's mm-hmm. why I've left and not come back for a while. Cause it's like, it's, it's just true. It's like the creative shit you saw with him where he's just like, all of Dean was like, okay, but what's the story? What is the story? Where is the story? And we've been saying this for, you know, a while now. Like, what, what is the story? What is the point of that promo? It's something yeah. as simple as like when he came back and he wanted that pop mm-hmm. and they had Ambrose drop like the, well, you got the Scottish psychopath. I got the lunatic fringe. Okay. I get why they would say that, but also like, are they not smart enough to know like, Take that promo a different way to where, you know, Seth's walking down or maybe even goes down during that segment, gets beat up. And then you just hit Ambrose music and you get that organic pop. You don't get that like. Right. Where you're like, oh, that that slow talk. We're like, and it wasn't against Seth. And even Ambrose said, you know, Seth said what he had to say. And not like the, okay, well, you got him. I got and people like, oh, okay, we know what's coming. It's like, no, man, that's shock value that. That music hitting after not hearing it forever, that's that pop. That's what gets us going right. as fans. That's that Hardy Boys WrestleMania where it was like, I almost, I forgot about the Hardy Boys. And then I was like, okay. And then that music hits and you get that just organic feel. It's not like the, you get like that 10 second teaser before where you're like, okay, the movie's about to start. You're like, what the, okay, what is going to happen? What, what, what is going to happen? Is Seth going to go down there and get his ass kicked? No. Bam. You hear the fucking motorcycle noise thing rev up and Ambrose comes out and you get that pop. It's, Little things like that that he talked about where it's like, yes, I 100% agree. Like, they, they've they just, the creative touch there is just so bad. Yeah, it's, it's, I 100% it's, agree. It's bad, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I said I really liked the uh, podcast. And I thought it, it just spoke a lot of volumes and a lot of truth, man. And uh, it's, I, I've, if I'm Vince, if I'm Triple H, I'm anybody in WWE, I'd, I'd be fucking having your ears open because... I could see more people coming out from WWE and airing their grievances the same way. I would love to be like a fly on the wall with a conversation from like Triple H and Shane maybe talking to each other. Because you know, you know those two have to be like not cool with what's being put on the air. Especially Triple H. No, because no, Triple H is a wrestling fan. I bet Triple H would love to work with uh, Tony Khan. Because mm-hmm. he's a wrestling fan. Wrestling can be sports entertainment. You don't have to draw the... It doesn't have to be black and white like Vince has it. Like, I loved the entertainment because of wrestling when I was... like Same as you. Like, I loved wrestling because it entertained me. All of it. The moves. The stories. Like, it was all one thing. Now Vince is strictly, like, writing, like, reality TV weekly and, like, trying to make it too soap opera. And it's like, It's it's not even, like, a soap opera. It's just stupid. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's it's literally mind numbing. 
at this point. Like it, WWE is the main roster, anyways. NXT is fun. NXT, I really like NXT. I like the pacing of NXT. I think NXT has actually been very good lately. The main roster stuff, I, it's it's hard to watch. I'm so just disinterested. Like you text me on Tuesday night, I'm like, I'm not even watching the Smack. I still haven't watched SmackDown yet. Like nothing makes yeah. sense right now. They need a complete mm. WWE legit needs a like a complete reboot. They need to wipe away whoever has the titles. They need to do like a story where it's like an overhaul. Everybody mm-hmm. lose their titles. It's a big giant fucking tournament for the WWE Championship. Get away with the Universal title. Fucking have everybody on one show again because you're not even going to utilize. You're not even utilizing everybody on the roster now with the brand. Right. The the brand split has now become non-existent again. It makes mm-hmm. no sense to have a brand split now because now you have that wild card rule. Kofi has been on every Raw since that wild card rule. Roman has been on every show since that wild card rule. Um, right. Shane has like nothing. It doesn't make sense to have this anymore. It doesn't make sense to have the brand split. Because why the brand split was cool, you gave other wrestlers opportunities to be on the show. When's the last time we've seen Nakamura and Rusev? Yeah. What the I fuck? Mean, Those fuck. are two talented guys. Rusev was arguably one of the most over wrestlers at this time last year. Mm-hmm. Fucking Shinsuke Nakamura was wrestling for the WWE Championship for four months straight last year. He was supposed to win the WWE Championship, but because AJ got put on the fucking cover of the video game, they thought, oh, you know, we can't take the title off him. Fuck you. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You need the champion to be on the fucking cover. Yeah. It's and, so dumb. That's what, that's what, it's so predictable. Cause it's like, as soon as the cover comes out, you can predict the rest of like the next three months of wrestling. And like Raw the other night, I watched Raw, and it was just like you had thirty fucking minutes of Ziggler and Kofi doing the same thing over and over during three fucking commercial breaks. Not to mention the show kicks off with Lesnar, Kofi, and Seth. Seth came back out on the show, and this is not a dig against Seth. This is just you have other wrestlers. Seth came back out in the show three other times throughout the show. You're telling me he has to come back out every, like at the top of every single hour. Use your other wrestlers. Use, yeah. Like where was War Machine or fuck uh, the Viking Spirit, whatever the fuck they're called. What are they called? The Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders. Fucking Christ, where were they? They weren't even nowhere to be found last week. They fucking have using the revival and the Usos and some dumb comedy skits now. It's just like. Fuck, man. And, like, the most interesting story right now is Becky and Lacey. That's the best yeah. story right now. Like, Which is crazy. It's, I mean, it's not. It's Becky. It's just, well, it's not crazy, but, yeah, it's, it's you know. It, yeah. Honestly, if I was WWE, I'd take a month, two months off. Just no, do nothing. Do nothing. Give the wrestlers a break and fucking give yourself a month to sit down and figure out what the fuck you need to do. Mm-hmm. And they're fucking already starting to ruin firefly funhouse you're doing it too much have them fucking come to the ring now well it's like i i pointed out tuesday i flicked it on and i saw on monday night that they did the firefly funhouse segment with uh bray and then on smackdown they just did the same thing they showed the exact same Mm -hmm. like vignette thing which i don't know if they've done that before i don't think so i'm pretty i feel like each like 
when he's been doing them, like the have. Monday, Tuesday. T- I think they have. Maybe they have, but I, I haven't watched it all. But I think that's just dumb. Like, it what's the point dumb. of? We just watched this last night. Why are we watching it again? Why are fucking you wasting? Stupid. Why are you wasting seven minutes of something we just saw Monday night? I don't get it. <laughs> they need to. I said, fuck it. Take a, a break. Revamp. Take they a take a, a month off and figure it out. And when you get back to it start over they legit need to wipe the slate clean and i love what ambra's or fuck i keep calling ambra's but i love what moxley said about brock lesnar he he does not like lesnar at all you could tell he he fucking despises brock lesnar and he goes i love how like vince will pay brock just a shitload of money just to say like oh brock you're my property even though he doesn't do shit for the show and i'm like fuck it's true though like yeah people don't he's like people don't want to see him but vince just has this like ego where it's like i have to have that i have to be the one that's like ha 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 i have brock you don't it's like and and it's like i mean it goes back to that mania match he had with lesnar which everybody was hyped up to like you know what? Ambrose is probably going to lose this match and he'll probably get his ass kicked, but he's going to make it look badass. And Lesnar didn't want to do a damn thing. It's like, really? Really, Vince? You have a guy, Ambrose at the time, who's willing to probably give his fucking blood in that ring, get his ass kicked, take injuries after that match to put on one of the best performances. And it's not going to happen because Lesnar wants to be a little bitch about it and he doesn't want to work with Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You got a guy out there for you every week every night house shows busting his ass and, and you're just gonna be like well you know Lesnar doesn't want to do it so you're just gonna have to have this shit match and everybody's gonna shit on you for it like come on man show some respect for your guys that fucking work yep. their ass off for you yep fucking stupid boombox oh the Brock party oh, oh he's so oh he actually showed some character people Fuck were saying, off. I don't yeah, care people were saying that like oh it's I like it it was entertaining how do you find that entertaining this is the guy Brock Lesnar who, if he was on every week, sure, I would probably like Lesnar because he's that fucking heel. He's a fucking monster heel who's actually used correctly as a monster heel, unlike Braun Strowman. Yep. But, like, if he was used correctly every week, I'd like Lesnar. Same. I, I'd like him. But, like, this guy is supposed to be your monster, and he's coming out dancing. What the fuck? And they, the way he did the way they did it, too. Oh, yeah. It Just, was... God damn, it's just so bad. This is a so billion dumb, dollar dude. company and this is their this is your product. Like Honestly, dude, I think fuck. Seth when Seth kinda like did his thing and then he walked out of the ring or whatever, was like, Alright, whatever, forget you. I think like his look on his face, I think he was legit like just disgusted I with like how too. stupid it was, dude. Like his he walked off like I can't believe we're doing this. Well, like, really, time, this is what we're going with. The second time he came back out, he legit looked like he did not want to be there. He legit yeah. looked like he did not want to be there at all. And, you know, one last thing before we move on to the Stanley Cup. Uh, the Luke Harper thing, when he asked for his release and got denied, WWE is going to start denying these releases now because of the way Ambrose left. And that sucks because Ambrose did the right thing. Right. And now WWE is going to be petty and fuck over other wrestlers now. And it's like, fuck you. Like... That's fuck it. If you're not, if you're gonna keep him at home, you're not gonna do anything else with him. Fuck you. At least Bree- Tyler Breeze went is now back on NXT full time now. Yeah. And he requested that. He's like, I'm not getting used. I want to go. I want to go back. Right. And he's wrestling Velveteen Dream this weekend at Takeover 25. Like, 
Which is awesome. Yeah, and with TakeOver 25, it's going to be fucking fantastic. Roderick Strong versus Matt Riddle. Uh, Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. Uh, you got Adam Cole versus Gargano. Uh, Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler in the Fatal 4-Way uh, Tag Team Ladder Match for the vacant Tag Team Titles. That match is going to be like, just fucking great. That's a slow burn. It's fucking working. Hey, Vince. Maybe you should listen to your fucking son-in-law because he has the hottest fucking brand in WWE right now. Yeah, maybe actually it's an hour, Vince. Turn on NXT for, okay, the pay-per-view is two, uh, two and a half hours. Even weekly, you have an hour, you could fucking turn on NXT and watch it. And Like, like that's your next, pe- that's your minor leagues coming up. Yeah. And How you are had, you not uh, paying attention to this? And you had Street Profits taking a shot at uh, the Viking Raiders being like, is that even your real name? It's almost uh-huh. like did Triple H put that in the script? It almost has like a middle finger to Vince. Like you ruined Probably. my you ruined my guys, basically. Probably. 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 Listen, man, they just they they need to. I know they there isn't a union. I'm sure Vince wouldn't care, but I wouldn't be surprised if these wrestlers one day just like walked out. Right. If they would like like Vince wouldn't take them back. But what when Vince would just be like, well, where are they all going to go? AEW, they can't do that. You know what? Fuck it, they might. They might all go do something else. If they get to the point where it's like, yeah, whatever, this paycheck's nice, but I didn't fall in love with wrestling and train my ass off to be a, to basically you take away all my creativity. Can uh, can an independent contractor go on strike? I'm pretty sure. If they if they can, they should fucking do it. They should uh, be like, we... Actually... Uh, I don't think they can. That's I don't think. The, no, you can't. No, I'm pretty sure you have to like pretty much union. That's I should know that. Being that's in the, the union, fucking. But... There's your fucking loophole on how Vince can control everything. Yeah, I mean, basically, it'd be guys being like, you know, it'd be like Austin, where he's like, no, I took my ball, went home, and I just didn't get paid. Whatever. And mm-hmm. then you get fined. All right, whatever. Fuck off. Like, yeah. Uh, some something's gonna. I think something's gonna happen. I think you're gonna. It's either they're gonna to. have to revamp, or if it doesn't get to that point, I think. Uh, the wrestlers are going to start coming out and speaking their mind more and just calling on Vince on the bullshit. It has to. Kayfabe's dead, so who cares? What, what, what do they have to lose? If people legit They're like they're killing think, the company. Right. If people legit think that AEW is not going to be a legit competition, which they're not trying to be, they're going to have it on different nights, that's still competition. They could still take viewers away. Like Some viewers are like, right. I'm only watching one wrestling show. And if the show's that good and it takes it away from WWE, WWE is going to have to adapt. This is mm-hmm. like they're bringing it back. It's almost like a redo of 1996 again. What WCW was like, take changing the game. AEW's changing the game, and WWE in '96, like '95, '96, was just stuck in this like stupid ass shit that they couldn't. It seemed like they couldn't get out of it. Yeah, I don't know. That's just that's just me. But um, yeah, yeah. NXT 25 this weekend. Go watch it. <laughs> But uh, before we get to our Stanley Cup talk, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Mr. Kyle Fauché. What's up, everybody? Kyle Fauché here to tell you about my brand new podcast, the Going Off Topic podcast brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about, from movies to TV to music to sports to gaming to anything, really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. 
Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Going Off Topic with Kyle Fauché on Twitter, going underscore off underscore topic. And don't forget about anythingbutcredible.com where you can find everything for the pod, including the written blog post. That's right. We're carrying over the Going Off Topic blog to anythingbutcredible.com too. So check it all out there and I'll catch you on the next topic. All right, all right. Welcome to the Hockey Talks portion of the episode. Stanley Cup Finals are underway, and oh boy, oh baby, oh baby. The series tied one game apiece. Uh, wow. Fuck. I mean, if the Blues play a full sixty-minute game in Game One, the Blues might be up to zero in the series. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, game One was started out good, and then. Uh, like you said, he tweeted out or maybe even texted me. It's kind of took our foot off the gas and got away from our game a bit. And I think we kind of fell into the trap of thinking we need to be a little more physical and gritty than we needed to be. Yep. It's kind of how I looked at it, which surprised me because I was telling people, I'm like, no, nah, no way. We're not going to fall into like a stupid game. Like we're going to just play our hard nosed game. But I uh, was wrong and we kind of just got a little sloppy man that's that's what it was it's just i'm not taking any credit away from boston they fucking played i mean they dominated us mm-hmm. but we just after the first we just fucking we just got away from our game and it was just like oh this is this this isn't good this isn't and i mean we still only lost three two four two with an empty netter but yeah uh game one was kind of rough to watch but Game one was very rough to watch. Uh, before we jump in, uh, still haven't got any fucking news regarding Oscar Sundquist, which I think is just a fucking joke. Just make a decision. Like, yeah. You're fucking now, I think, with just, like, the game plan of how the Blues are going to go about their game tomorrow. I think it's kind of bull. I mean, unless they already know. I have no idea, but just... <sighs> it's whatever. But before we get into that, uh, game one, yeah, uh, game starts off. First period, thought the Blues played great. Um, then Tarasenko scores, and it was after Tarasenko's second goal, then Boston just took over. And and you knew, I knew we definitely were losing the game when Krug hit Thomas. It was just yeah. the momentum shifted. <laughs> the place, the arena was hot. I mean, yeah. that, that was a moment where I was like, we've, we're fucked. Like, <laughs> right, it was yeah. like, it was like the... Uh, it was honestly reminding me of game one against San Jose when um, they fucking – just the way that they scored, like, the third goal, I think it was, even though it was still, like, a one-goal game or a two-goal game at that point, we could still come back. When we when San Jose scored their third goal in that game, I was like, we're fucked. We're done. Let's just let's forget about it and move on. And at the time, I didn't think anything was wrong with Thomas because – well, even though that was in the third period, but it was just like – Fuck! Like I didn't think anything I, was wrong, but it was apparently he broke his wrist. Yeah. Well, real quick, I was going to say what that hit really reminded me of is in the movie Miracle that Jack O'Callaghan hopping off the bench, busting ass and laying that big boom hit, and then the USA scores. That was like literally like the similar exact play yeah, that Crew totally. had, where the momentum shifted. But uh, as you're saying on Robbie T. 
I they Brube and them were saying that that hit didn't have. I don't think when he said it didn't really wasn't the reason why he's not playing. Like it had nothing to do with it. I think he was just pointing out like, and we've known we've talked about it the past few weeks that Thomas has been playing mm-hmm. injured. Uh, we've noticed that he hasn't been getting the corner. He wasn't getting to the corners as much. He's kind of floating a little bit more because you know you have two other tough guys that can handle the corners. Um, don't risk it. Just let him get out there, try to get open, get one of those six shots off. I think this was just the one where it's like it probably banged him up a little bit more, and it was like, okay, you know what? Like, yeah, you, we we need you out there, but mm-hmm. we can't have you out there like this. So, right. I mean, that hit that hit definitely had to affected his injury more than what it was. So, that clean hit, by the way, I think it was a clean hit too. A lot of people so are saying what? it was charging, but it's just like. I don't think it was charging. I think he's just hustling down the ice. Uh, he was gliding uh, before he hit the play. Now, if you read like the ruling of charging, it could be charging. <laughs> like, it, 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 but like it this, is, but I don't people think it, don't, I don't think it was. People, did, yes, the rule. Look how many steps he took. I, I, I'm sure you listened to the Chicklets Pod where like Whitney breaks this down perfectly, and it's he like does. everything that I've been trying to say. And I point out on Twitter, okay, one. How do you expect the guy to get his ass down the ice when the fucking puck is in our zone and he was getting tangled up a piran down there? Right. You're taught. You bust your ass back. I've been in that position before where I got caught up at the end of the ice and we, are the, we get the puck in their zone. And what do I do? I bust my ass all the way down the fucking ice to get in there full speed. This whole thing comes down to timing. If the puck doesn't come around to the other side of the boards, it, 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 just, this hit never happens. It was literally one of those like just timing type things. Where you know what he's like, fuck it, I got to get down there. We got possession in their zone, so he busts his ass down there. Mm-hmm. He gets to what is it between the red and the blue line, and he he stops and he glides. The puck comes to Thomas, and he throws a shoulder to fucking chest shoulder hit, and, and lays him out. That's that's just a big fucking hit. It is. There's I don't think it's charging. To, Everybody's like, but look at it. the steps. Look at the steps he took. Yes, but if he like, the steps matter, if he would have been taking like if he would have kept taking those steps from like the blue line in. And then if he would have glided for like a second before he hit him, it would have been charging. Like obviously you're not like you you stop skating a little bit when you get ready to hit a guy. Mm-hmm. But he stopped skating like 10, 15 feet. It's just that he had so much speed because he's so right. fast and he busted his ass down that it looked worse. It's like no, that's not charging, man. That's him right. hustling his ass to get back into the play. It just happened that the timing worked out where he was able to get redemption after being you know pushed around and pulled by Perron. And he fucking laid a big hit on Thomas, man. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And everybody's blue. I said, if the jerseys were switched, Blues fans would be fucking stroking our dicks so goddamn hard about that hit. Yep. Like, oh, what? People want to call it a charging? That's just a big hit. He was getting pummeled down there. Dude, you you hit the nail on the head perfectly. If it was anybody else, if it was a Blues player and that happens, people in St. Louis would be going fucking bananas. Yep. Like, in a good way. Like, yep. Yep, like, like, oh, what a fucking play. Our guy just got pummeled down there, and he hustled down and got a little redemption jab. No, man, that's just a fucking good hockey play. Yeah. He got down there because they have possession in the zone, and they want to keep the puck in, and they want to score a goal, and his shift wasn't done. So he busted his ass down there because that's how you get from one end of the ice to the other. You skate, people. You have to move your feet. You have to pick up the old the old wolves and chop them and chop them and get down the ice. That's called skating, you fucking mm. idiots. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was just a big fucking hit. Do you, I hate to see it happen to our guy. I was like, oh, fuck, that sucks. But that was a big, nice fucking hit. It was As a hockey fan, I this fucking sh- loved it. Right, as a hockey fan, I wish there was more hits like that. So do I. There was nothing. And people were like, oh, look at the way his head whipped back. Dude, that fucking- was a headshot. No, you idiot. It's called physics. If you get hit, if somebody pushes you, if you were standing next to me, Todd, and I pushed you in the shoulder, you're going to move to the side and your head's going to move because your neck your neck does this thing, people, where you're able to move your fucking head so you're not a fucking robot, you right. dumb shits. Because guess what? If your neck doesn't move, if our, uh, if our necks yeah. never moved and the people are playing hockey like that, your neck's going to get broken on every single hit. That's why your neck yeah. moves. It's That's just... why your neck fucking moves. It's called like a whiplash kind of effect. He got fucking hit cleanly. <laughs> he got laid out. So quit bitching, people. Quit bitching. Yeah, it's a I good mean, fucking hit. Social media, number one. Gary Bettman and just fucking morons in general no, oh, are yeah. pussifying the sport of hockey. The blue check marks has fucking wit called them. These fucking blue check mark guys on Twitter yep. think they fucking know everything the about the game. They don't know shit. Local reporters, local fucking reporters for just anything. And I'm fucking the ESPN 101 douchebags in yeah. general fucking suck. And they. They're number one. Their biasy is fucking just. I get it. You're a local reporter. I get you have to be somewhat biased, but fucking just oh, tell me how it is. But it's like, so whiny. It's it is. So it is whiny, so fucking biasy. whiny. Oh, pull out the violin, fucking Kevin Wheeler, fucking oh, is Char in the fucking yeah? Okay, he took a little jab at fucking Maroon. He gave him a little kidney shot. Maroon fell down. Maroon fell down because he's. He's bright on the net, and there's seven pairs of skates. You fucking trip over stuff. Was the shot to the face a little cheap? Yeah, but it's Pat Maroon. He's a big boy. He can handle it. It yeah. happens every fucking game. Yeah. Shut up. It's fucking Shut hockey. Shut up. Dude. You sound like a bunch of pussies, man. Dude, You're just pussifying my goddamn fan base. I'm sorry. I'm about to rant. I know you love these. <laughs> but I've, I've been getting so mad on Twitter, man. I, I can't even. I just have to get off because I don't have enough characters to go off on these fans that are like, Oh, he's cheap. He's dirty. You want to get it on Bacchus for grabbing fucking Bennington? So, like, switch the fucking jerseys and you're stroking off Bacchus. I'm not defending Bacchus or what he did, but it's playoff hockey. That's what they do. It wasn't trying to fucking really injure him. He's just trying to get under his skin. Like Witt said, it's a game inside of a game. That's all he was doing. Bennington protects himself, gave him a little jab to it. It's part of playoff hockey. Right. It's tough. It's gritty. The people that are, that are usually not dirty or people want to say they're gonna get dirty that doesn't make him a full-time dirty player you do what you got to do to fucking win the stanley cup that's yeah. all it is you're at the so final quit stage whining, do what you want quit do what you bitching do. yeah quit bitching i'm not gonna rip on back yeah did he fucking maybe uh yeah you know little little sell job on the high stick you know what david Backus is 30 something years old he's got he's doing what he does for his fucking team he'd be doing the same thing for us not def- not trying to defend him, but I'm just saying, switch the sweater, and Blues fans are saying something different. Exactly. I get it. We want to fucking hate him. We should. I hate him right now. He's on the other team. He sold it like a little bitch. He usually has never done that. But guess what? That's the way the guy has to play the game because he's 30-something years old getting 10 minutes, and he's got to find a way to get his team an advantage. It's playoff hockey. Suck it up. Quit whining on Twitter. Oh, they took a cheap shot at us after the whistle. It's part of the game. Go watch fucking tennis or go watch fucking 
sand volleyball or cricket or ESPN the Ocho where they play bags where there's no contact if you want to fucking whine. <laughs> Quit pussifying my goddamn fan base. I hate turning on my fan base, but Jesus Christ, some of these people are a fucking disgrace. Oh, look how classless Boston's fans are. They're getting in people's faces. Shut up. We do the same fucking thing. We're some of the dirtiest fucking slobs in St. Louis when it comes to treating <laughs> fans. Fuck off. Quit it. No Just doubt. quit. And, and quit. No t- you know what? And no doubt on that, I saw some guy make a fucking like Boston bombing terrorist joke towards oh, Boston fans. It's like, yeah, what the fuck are you nice doing, taste, man? buddy. Nice yeah. taste. No you shit. Schmuck. You fucking schmuck. Like, Sorry, man. I just had. Doing, I've been. Man. I've been needing to get this out for like days. I was getting amped up in the hospital reading shit about stuff. Just you know about people being dirty and demand. You know, I take. I take the dirty term out in the playoffs because okay, other than Brad Marchand, the guy's a little fucker. He does it all the time. But Jesus Christ, yeah, you're going to get guys who normally don't do shit getting a little gritty, getting under the chin, punching a guy in the kidney. They're hockey players. They're tough. They've been dealing with this shit their whole fucking life's point since we were able to get physical and the shit in front of the net. They're fine. They can take a punch glove to the mm-hmm. face, for Christ's sake. Pat Maroon takes knuckles to the face in a fight. You think a glove to his face is going to fucking ruin him? Right. No. And then Shut up. And then you have some people that are like, like oh you're so people have gotten so sensitive after like the the terrorist remark like people are so sensitive now it's like no it's not that you're sensitive it's like there's a difference between trash talking and bringing up something where innocent people lost their lives yeah like, and just being an ignorant asshole yeah it's, there's a yeah. little bit of a difference there you fucking idiots like come on use your brain and then, yeah so what I so I had to block the fucking the Chris Rodney guy, because people were like liking some of his tweets or like retweeting it. And I was just, I could not look at it. I could not, I, dude, the dude pisses me off so much. And he made a tweet that was like, is it okay to wear a player's jersey if they're younger than you? Yeah, you, fuck you. What, why is that even a fucking like thing? What, what why do, yeah, how do what people, kind of, who, how do people listen to these guys? I don't understand who, this. Who asked that? Who, 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 who? Who asked that question? That's the dumbest thing ever. So you're telling me that when I'm fucking 70 years old and I'm a Blues fan and a guy like Tarasenko comes, like, you're telling me right now my dad shouldn't wear a Tarasenko jersey because he's younger than him? No, you idiot. What's he going to do? Wear a Bob Plager jersey his whole life? I mean, he loves it. He would love to. Of course, he loves Bobby P. I love Bobby P. Shout out Bob Plager's playoff beer, by the way. Fucking love it. That guy's. I love that guy. Just love Bobby Plager in general. Yeah, but shut up, you fucking 101. You know what? Here's fucking logic 101. Shut the fuck up, you dumbass. Is it okay to wear a young... What? Who asked that? They legit... Who who asked that? In the past, this whole... Ass mouth. This whole past playoff run for the Blues has proven one thing about ESPN 101. They don't know dick about hockey. They don't nope. know shit about hockey. Nope. And, like, just because they know stats and just because they know history mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they ever played yeah. the fucking game. Doesn't mean yeah. they ever laced up a pair of fucking skates. Doesn't mean they ever just were on, had one fucking shift in their fucking life. No, they never like, got to play kickball. Like, they, it's so fucking noticeable that they are just fucking, they need to stick to baseball. They need to. I I fucking cannot stand that we have to listen to. I have to turn on one on one next year for the Blues games. I fucking hate no, that. God. If you're if I'm the Blues organization, obviously they're just getting like a better deal out of it, and that's why they're screwed. right. Because yeah. if they were business, actually business, listening business. to what they talk about, how in their right how in their right mind or just in the right frame of reference could you fucking go to ESPN one on one? 
How could you do that with the way that they talk about the blues, the way they treat the blues? Some of these fucking, like, some of these fucking, like, reports where they're like, do you want to know why Jake Allen sucks at home? Because you guys don't stop fucking ripping on him. And then it gets all these other fans to rip on him. You don't think, like, the goaltenders... The goaltenders are the weirdest fucking people in the world in hockey. They're the weirdest people. Yeah. And they're you the just most mentally. They're the most mental players on the ice. Yeah. You cannot get in their heads. And when the local fucking douchebags continue to rip on them, the fucking dumbass fans were like, oh, they're on a radio show, so they must know what the fuck they're talking about. No, they don't. Guess what? They don't. And so now they're going to all rip on Allen. Allen now has fucking mental issues when he's at home. Why do you think he's so good on the fucking road? Because he doesn't yeah. have to listen to our fucking listen to stupid assholes. So, with that being yeah. said, I find it fucking hilarious that on ESPN 101 during the Stanley Cup Finals, they have to bring in Rutherford because they don't know anything about hockey. They yeah. have to have no, him come don't. on to talk about hockey because they don't know enough about it. And then they want to fucking say, like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, but this and this and this. It's like, no, you don't get a fucking opinion in my in my book now. If you're on the fucking radio and you have to bring somebody else on because you don't have enough material or enough source or enough information to keep a conversation yeah. about hockey, then guess what, motherfucker? You guys should not be talking about hockey and just rename your show Baseball and Football Show because that's yeah. all you guys fucking know. Because you ran out of statistics in the playoffs, because they don't, they don't understand. They want to break down all the statistics and the rules. Hockey goes way beyond the stats and the fucking rules. Like when you talk about the, oh, well, look at what the charging is on this. Ask any player. Those rules, they bend. They bend quite a bit in this game. The 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 the, the refs, you know, whatever you know, they bend the game a bit. They call it how they want to kind of call it, and the players, you know, control the game they want to they want to control. It's. It's a game inside of a game of like, yeah, okay, you know what, that could have been a charge, maybe, but you ask you ask uh, hundred hockey players, ninety nine of them will tell you, no, nah, man, that's a that's just a hockey play. It's a right. hockey play. It's not written. They're not written anywhere. Those rules aren't written, but they're known. They're just they're just rules of the game that aren't written down that are just known that have just been. Well, they're the players' rules. It's like and they and these those reporters, ESPN and a lot of these fucking beat writers all over the fucking NHL. Well, Barcelona just they, they after don't, St. Louis one because that of stupid fucking, fucking bank robbing douchebag. Fuck him. Yeah, get a life, bud. You would have that guy tried to pull a fucking San Jose guy thing and try to fucking tear down Boston in some way by calling him out to be misogynistic. Hey, buddy, you're not the first one to do that in the 15 years of Bardstool. Fucking try to find another way to get 15 minutes of fame. You're lucky they invited you on the show to talk. That made me so mad, dude. I was so fired up at that guy. I was ripping and on him. And then Portnoy like, no, gives him, like, a up. fucking good, like, he gives him, yep. like, a good comeback, and he goes, like, oh, did you say something entertaining there? He goes, yeah, I just gave you, like, a pretty long answer and yeah, YP I mean, just and YP just looks up like shaking his head it's like are you fucking paying it was the look of like art like why are you gonna come don't come on our show if you're just gonna be a douchebag like we had you on our show if like, I was YP if I was YP I would have been fucking ripping that guy apart so would I I would have been ripping so him apart I. like dude you're a fucking joke I'm not he's, I would have been like I'm not defending I'm not like going against you as a blues writer because I'm a you know like because I fucking work for, well yeah like I work for Barstool so I'm gonna defend my company the fact of like you're an idiot and two you're making my fan base look like shit yeah because you're trying to be like that San Jose guy who went after Bennington you're trying to stir a pot make Boston look bad because they're partnering with Barstool shut up dude get that noise out of here who gives a fuck buddy it's the Stanley Cup Finals and you want to fucking try to make a name with yourself over that to go at Barstool. 
get out. Oh, yeah, morals. And then everybody's calling him the bank robber because he fucking robbed a bank. And he's like, oh, yeah, everybody getting that out of their system? Yeah, dude. I'm going to keep it going out of my system because you're a fucking loser. Yeah. like You're I mean, a joke, dude. Just, and, like, the way that the ESPN guys, like, treat the, the fucking fans that listen to their show, like, are you serious? Like, there's one thing that Portnoy – Portnoy might be a dick. Portnoy might be a dick, but it's like – he like will always stick up for his fan base because yeah. like he knows that without them Barstool wouldn't be anything. He that's the reason why fucking Rappaport got fired is because he ripped on the fans. Important is like no 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 you're not doing that you're gone. Like you don't yeah. rip on our fan base no, because yeah, get the fuck out of here. Like they're the reason why we're here. The ESPN one on one guys, if you single like little tiny little bit disagree with them, they fucking treat you like a fucking idiot. Like oh, so fucking thin like, skin because they, they, they think they're on the radio. They fucking yeah. matter more than if you. If you go look at like the responses that they give out to people, and this is also, I'm also calling you out, damn buffa, you fucking douchebag. Yeah. Like you're also another one who like thinks like he's mightier than shit because he can go review a fucking movie. Neat. Anybody can review a movie. You're nobody. Yeah. You're nobody. And like the fucking like. This is whole like thing of like if you don't agree with me, I'm gonna fucking like tear you down. It's like no, why don't you hear the person out and what you're doing? Especially when it comes to like I don't know touching the Stanley fucking cup, like uh-huh. just like hey, we know that it's a superstition thing, and I'm sure people have done it. The fucking issue I have with it is a respect thing. Respect the fucking players. If you want to touch the cup, touch the cup. Don't fuck. Just here, have a little self fucking control and post the picture after the playoffs are over. Post a uh-huh. picture afterwards. Take two pictures. Take one standing next to it if you really need to get it out like that second. Fucking take a picture with it and post it. And then take another picture with you touching it. Keep it. Hold on to it until the fucking playoffs are over if you don't want any fucking backlash. Really yep. isn't that fucking hard. And then they get all butthurt when people actually do go at them. Like, why would you touch the cup? Like, why would you do this? Like, why would you do that? Just fucking Wait. Just fucking yep. wait to post And be like, picture. oh, you guys are idiots. What kind of dummies follow? Like, they really think that's going to matter. Supersti- it's not a matter of it mattering. It's just like it's a superstition and it's it's fun to be a part of. Right. Yeah. It's, it's fun like- to be a part of. It's a cool little thing. Like, I wouldn't have ripped on you so hard. Like, I wouldn't have came at you probably. We wouldn't have came at you probably as hard on Twitter if you wouldn't have been like, oh, you're a dumbass for believing in this stuff. It was just like a simple response of people being like, oh, my God, no, you don't touch the cup. And then you're like. Oh, oh, yeah, you childish people believing in these, like, curses and superstitions. Shut up. Chicago believed in a fucking goat for 100-plus years because they didn't win a World Series, man. Like, right. it's just part of it. It's part of the entertainment. And you guys just think because you're on a fucking radio, you know shit. Oh, we've been covering the Blues for this many, this many years. I don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah, like you said. Oh, they know history. Cool. It doesn't mean you know this fucking game at all. No, yeah, not at all. And, like, the one and the last thing on the Stanley Cup thing, what irked me... And, like, the thing is, actually, two things. The first thing is, I was like, why would you touch it? I was never really a dick at first. I was just no. kind of like, why would you do that? Like, it's just like, you know, it's like hockey. I was like, that's just a hockey thing. Why would you touch the cup? And he called me a fucking idiot. And it's like, yeah, what the fuck, dude? I'm like, legit, like, was being just like, why would you post that? Now I'm going to be a fucking prick because... Like if, what the fuck? Why would and, if, he's like, he, and then he's like, "You can't have an intelligent conversation." That's the next tweet he had to me. I'm like, "Dude, you're the one that came at me saying I'm a fucking idiot when I asked you just a legit question." All if he just would have responded to you, if he would have responded to you and it's been like, I don't know, I wanted to touch the cup. Okay, yeah, no big deal. 
right, whatever. No big deal. We'll move on. Though. I'll just I'll just mark it down as I just disagree with you, and I think you're dumb for touching it. But, but whatever. Now watching him like see like just drop down to the level that he just kept dropping at, I just kept fucking with him. I just became a troll on purpose. Like, mm-hmm. sure, he's going to have some people, like, liking his shit more than mine. That's because he has 21,000 people following him on Twitter right. compared to our two to 3,000. Right. It's like, I don't, fair, I don't fucking care. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at me and you right now, motherfucker. Because he was yeah. started to tout that. He started to tout. He was like, look at all these likes. I'm like, all right, you're already now being a bigger douche by saying, look at my likes. It's like, no, yeah. fuck you. But the thing that irked me, that really pissed me off, was Chris Rodney. I think that's how you pronounce his name. That's the guy I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Him and Dan Buffa, I saw a conversation between the two on Twitter that was kind of, they were going back and forth, and as the thread got deeper, you could tell people like weren't like paying attention to it, because like, the number of like likes went down, so that's when you know yeah. like, they're not paying attention to the thread, they're just having a conversation on Twitter. One of the last tweets was, don't you just love fucking with hockey fans? It's And Dan Buffa was like, dude, it's the easiest and the best. It's like... Fuck you guys. You guys just basically admitted that you have no respect for hockey. You basically just admitted that you have no respect for hockey. You have no respect for the fans. You have no mm-hmm. respect for the people that are listening to your show. That are basically the reason why you're on the air. Because if nobody was listening to your show, you wouldn't be on the air. You're, you guys are fucking douchebags. Plain and fucking simple. Treat your fans better. Treat your listeners better. And fucking just treat people better. Plain and simple. Yeah, just a bunch of... Bunch of fucking losers. I can't stand beat writers, and so I, I've 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 just, I've just stopped. I've just stopped replying or trying to explain hockey I mean, to people that just, like, just think they know stuff, and it's just like you're just we're just fucking way off. And just like Chicklets, like Whitney was like, I fucking can't stand local reporters. It's like, huh? Wonder why? That's like I, yeah. I'm right there with you, Whit. Like they're the worst, man. They just like I said they they fucking just quit whining and shit. You just sound like a bunch of babies mm-hmm. on there and. Well, Quit being like, dicks when you know nothing about nothing. Well, how about Bernie for ESPN 101 and Randy Carricker when they were freaking out in the first two weeks of baseball saying the Cardinals are fucked and that they're yeah. basically they're like, oh, they're in trouble, they're in trouble. Like, they have 130-something games left. Shut uh-huh. the fuck up. Like, we're two months into baseball. Shut the fuck up. Like, shut right. the fuck up. Like, yeah. holy shit, man. Like, the worst, and man. now and then a, a week later, they're the best team in baseball. We told you so. It's like no, you didn't. But whatever, mm-hmm. don't fuck yourself. I yep. can't. I do. I'm hot. I'm. I told you I was gonna get hot over the fucking. Beat oh, they're the worst, man. They've just gotten they're, worse. They've gotten worse. It's the worst. Now they're just so whiny. They're whining about everything and the game and stuff. Things that don't even fucking matter. Like, yep. I mean, yeah, I get the referees or some missed calls and stuff where it's like, fuck, come on. But like, it's two days later and they're still bitching about it. It's like, get over it. Mm-hmm. Game's done can't change it it's been going on all playoffs it goes on every year yep shut up yep and with that being said let's get in the game two now so let's get into some good news uh game two comes around and um i just had the game two comes around and the blues come around baby yeah yeah the blues the man the man come around the men sorry i'm enjoying some gobstoppers over here (laughs) i'm all jazzed up the blues uh aside you take away boston's two goals which could have Bennington had the second one? Sure. Yeah, I think he could have had both. A little, yeah. little weak, a little on Bennington-like, but uh, right. like you probably know, and like I even I said, I said I texted my, my dad because he, he, he missed the first two. He was going to watch the game too because we didn't have power. Was we playing that bad? And I was like, nah, Bennington lit up a couple, couple soft ones through the five hole that he should have had. I was like, but 
he'll bounce back. We've seen him have a bad first period and bounce back, and yep. that's well, exactly what he did. What I liked is that the team stepped up, and just like they said on Spitting Chicklets today, is that like when Bennington, they were like, hey, Bennington's gotten us out of so much shit. Bennington is yep. one of the reasons, if not the reason why we are here. Like, yep. And so I think he's allowed to have a bad game, even if it's in the Stanley Cup final, because the team yeah. itself, they fucking stepped up and they helped him out and they helped yep. out the rest of the team. And mm-hmm. the Blues fucking what like, like we've been saying for the past three months now, when the Blues play their game, nobody can touch them. Nope. Nobody can touch them. Nope. Not even fucking close. Nope. And yeah, I'm just. Yeah, that's that's what that's what we saw, man. I mean, uh, I, I honestly, this was this was a fun hockey game. Like, I know we pretty much dominated uh, the second period. I thought was obviously a very even battle. Both teams like got stuff going, but not really. You know what I'm saying? Like, they mm-hmm. were in the zone, they were getting possession, but nothing was really. It was really good defensive, like hard defensively. It wasn't like bad mistakes. It was just good. It was good zone hockey for both teams, I thought. They're like in the third period, that's where like we and maybe the end of the second going into the third, we pretty much kind of took over and it was like, okay, this is like we're fucking we're all over them. But yeah. it was just a good fucking hockey game. But I, we dom we dominated. I'd say, you know, I will give, you know, maybe forty five, fifteen minutes on the, you know, control of the game. I think we have the forty five, forty minutes of we pretty much dominated the game. Uh but Boston still played really well, but I mean, like you said, dude, when we're on, it, you can't uh, – our team's think, good. I don't think teams can keep up. And I'm not just saying that, like, as a homer, when the Blues play their game, a complete game, dude, they're the best team in hockey. They're the reason why they're in the – it's the reason why they're in the Stanley Cup final. And just like uh, yeah. my uncle said to me uh, last night, he's like, you remember, like, how every year we watch the Stanley Cup and we're like, man, these two teams are flying. Why can't the Blues do that? He's like, I just got a text from my boss, and he's like – it's like, man, these two teams are fucking flying. They're all over each other. They look like they want it. They are the two yep. best teams in hockey. And me, my, I just looked at my uncle. I'm like, man, that makes me just such a happy fan. That makes me such a proud fan. Oh, of the dude, Blues, man. yeah, man. It was. It was like, like like your uncle said. Like we just kind of said, it was like, it was a good. It was like a good kind of like old school playoff hockey game. It had a bit of everything. It had the speed. It had the skill. It had the big plays. It had that gritty physicality. The 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 dirtiness to it like the you know it it was just a good fucking hockey game that mm-hmm. we tended to pretty much like dominate and you know obviously got the big dub which we'll get to but yeah man like as a hockey fan you just love to see that it's like phew, you really want to go watch the nba you just missed a fucking battle yeah no doubt and i love when we score our first goal maroon was so pissed off after we scored that first goal he like got up and the referee was telling him not to do something. Maroon goes, "Are you fucking kidding me?" He jabbed yeah. me, <laughs> and then like Maroon just goes, "All right, Maroon." Just, I just Maroon just goes, "Okay, okay." It like goes over, yeah. and he skates past the Boston yeah. bench and he just goes, "You guys are fucked." You, you guys, guys are, fucked. are fucked. You guys are fucked. He laid out a. Uh, he quoted. Uh, I believe he quoted me. I, I think he. I want to say to uh, after that San Jose <laughs> hand pass where I just tweeted out, "You are fucked." You are fucked, San Jose. Yeah. I loved it. I loved when he skated by and said that you are you guys. And it was just like a dude. He was just are, staring them fucked. down too. He <laughs> looked like a guy. He, Maroon was on a fucking mission that game. He was flying yeah, like man. he was skating yeah, faster than I've ever seen him skate last this past I, game. 
I think he was just a little amped up because game one kind of went a little iffy. Uh, the boys on Chicklets pointed out that the penalties kind of deflated some of our players from getting going. Maroon played like a low, a, a, like a playoff low in minutes because of penalties and not being able to get guys out there. So I think he was jazzed up to get out there and make mm-hmm. an impact. And like you said, he was fucking flying, man. It was, oh boy, it was fun to watch. Edmondson was back to form in this game, I thought. Um, aside, like from those two plays um, where our defense, again, I want to say it was Petrangelo that was on the ice for the first one. Maybe it was both. I don't remember. Um, but it was just like we have a guy just – we have a Boston guy just right in the middle. It's like that yeah, should be yeah. covered. Like that should never happen. Right. And it was like after that first TV timeout, after that second goal, it was like you wonder if Ruby was like fucking lock it up, fucking pack it together. You're not smothering them. Smother the shit out of them. Like mm-hmm. don't let them get any fucking room. And, dude, Boston was not getting – any fucking room. I think maybe nope. they like the closest they got to scoring again. I think was maybe in the third period, like in the last like that, minutes. Uh, right in front of the net there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Benner made a huge save, and then you go yeah. to uh, Boom Boom Carlson or uh, Gunnarsson, and uh, hits the fucking post oh with a fucking God. missile, dude. Just a fucking so at the game at the watch party, it looked like it went in, and the place was going nuts. And I'm like, that didn't go in. That didn't go in. That didn't go in. Uh-huh. I'm celebrating. I'm like, yeah, that didn't go in. He's like, no. I'm like, yeah, the play's still going on. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, didn't go in, dummies. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. Then after that, then you hear the story of he was a Baruby was at the pissers pissing next to Gunnarsson, and Gunnarsson's like, I just need one more chance. Blues come out <laughs> overtime, completely fucking dominate. Domination. The, the Complete Bruins domination. They couldn't get the puck out of the zone. They couldn't get a line change. They end up taking a penalty because they couldn't get a line change. And the Blues, if you, if you can w- watch it on the video I posted. I posted it on our Twitter account today, too. Just the part where, like, delayed call. You hear me in the background going, all right, fucking finish it. Finish this now. Finish this shit. Mm-hmm. Finish it. Let's go. And bam, Gunnarsson with just a fucking rocket to the back Clap of the net. bomb. Just boom, boom, Carl. Carl, boom, boom, Gunnarsson. Holy shit. Carl, good to see you. I'm going to, I'm gonna, you know, uh, smart play by Petro, reading with the extra man, getting an extra spot to stay down yeah. low and be that screen in front of the net, uh, which is how we've kind of been beating Rask, is shoot that blocker we've been scoring on, but with traffic. It's how you got to... Rask is beatable. I know he's been fucking a stud. He's been a stud all playoffs. But if there was a team that was going to figure him out, it's going to be us because we're going to get man. dirty in front of the net, man. And that's what that's how you beat him, and that's what we're doing. Petrangelo did such a good job of screening Rask. Do you almost wonder if you take him off the point in the power play and have him just go stand in front of the goalie? Yeah. Power play. No, I think he. Uh, I think he'd probably uh, one out of every five. He'd stay in front of the net. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, if I'm being honest, true. It was just he did such a good job, like the way that he just got in front of the net, and yep. you know, I like. I just some... it was a great play, and what a play by O'Reilly. I mean, just to yeah. get right back to uh, Gunnarsson for that goal. Carl, good to see good you. Good to see you. <laughs> God, man, that was laugh. huge. <laughs> that was huge. That was. Mm, I, I loved it, man. Like you said, dude. We if we would have just if we played like that in the first in the first game. 
I think we win. Of course, anything could happen. Maybe it goes the other way, but at least mm-hmm. we play a full 60 minutes better game. And we said this series might be like this. It might be 3-2 games. It might be, yeah. you know, you might get the, maybe a 4-1 game, maybe. But it's going to be a battle like this. But we, I think our domination, I'm not trying to be biased, but I think our domination in game two is better than their domination in game one. I think I, because I, I don't think, think because I don't think Boston got away from their game. I think they still played a good game in game two. I think we just fucking we we just were all over them. I 100 percent agree with you because I remember watching the NHL Network. It's just like, oh well, here's Boston. I don't think the Blues can keep up. I'm like, the Blues didn't play their game. What are you talking about, dude? Fucking Mike Rupp was pissing me off after the for game one. He's like, this is just what Boston does. This is just what, nah, like, no, that made me so mad. I like Rupper. I see. I don't. I think he's a little whiny little bitch. I can't. Stand I kind of like, like him. as for a fighter. This guy whines a lot, and he whined when yeah, he played. Yeah, I can. I can see that. And it just bugs me. It just really. He just bugs the shit out of me. I like Weeksy, but I. I can't stand. I can't stand Rupp. But I don't mind Rupp. Um, but yeah, he said that. I'm like, no, the Blues just haven't played their game. Let them play their game. Yeah. And good luck. That's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. And here it is. And dude, Boston. I will say this. Here are the Blues again, shutting down top lines. Blues are yeah. shutting down that top line. Did you hear Marchant's name at all in that game or Bergeron? Nope. nope. Like, nope. They were shut. They didn't even do anything in the first game. It was Boston's other lines that kind of stood out. It was like that. It was that fucking fourth line they have? Yeah, and like With that, like uh, Carlisle or whatever his name is. And when the Blues figured out to do that against Couture in that line in San Jose. They they couldn't do anything. They did it against Dallas. Sagan couldn't do shit. Like, I mean, like the Blues when they figure out how to play defense against a team, mm-hmm. good luck because they smother you. They legit yep. smother you. Well, if and, we get possession in the zone, you you better fucking and we're going. You better figure out some way to get the puck out because when we get the puck in and settled and we're down low, mm-hmm. we we're one. We're probably the best team at protecting the puck down low. Yeah. And I actually and, think uh, Petrangelo has turned his game around too in this series. I think he actually, I actually, so a little bit. I have no complaints right now on this team. Yeah. I, I really don't either, man. It's like, yeah, if we had that shitty game one, I think I even texted you and was like, we've seen this before. Yep. Play this, we get whatever, whatever. Play Easter, Gunnarsson, play, and Pareko got away from our game. Minds. Oh Yeah. I'd, I'd still get pissed off the fact that for some reason our defense just, I think they, I don't know what they do at the blue line, but when the puck, I get that sometimes the puck bounces, hits a piece of ice and jumps over mm-hmm. our stick. Well, but a lot of times it's like we catch the pass and it like somehow we just fumble it and it uh, goes out of the zone. I'm like, okay, come on, the figure it ice out. there is like fucking horrible. Like mm. um, the fucking, uh, on, at the end of Chicklets today, they were saying that ice was like, it was snowy. It, the puck was not moving. The puck was slowed down. Like, uh, and you know, might have been, might have been a little wet. Might have been humid and stuff. Yeah, and it's like it just the puck was bouncing off a lot. They see guys are like the puck's rolling. It's not sliding, and it's just as a player, mm-hmm. Whitney was like, as a player, that's extremely frustrating. And it was happening yeah, the entire fucking game. He's like, mm-hmm. and they're like, maybe the ice will be better in St. Louis, but like, fuck in Boston. He's like, that was some of the worst ice ever. And they said a couple Boston players were pissed after. Uh, game mm. two because of the ice quality and they said they couldn't there was a couple passes that they were trying to make and the puck kind of flopped over like their sticks and like they couldn't still yeah. handle it but hey it's it is what it is you know you gotta, yeah i'm sure they weren't saying that either to like bitch or complain i'm sure the blues players were saying the same thing like fuck this ice sucks right. you know, we got the dub but it's just right. pointing out like you probably fuck. just hear like, it more like, from like, boston it's, it's their it's, ice 
Yeah, it's frustrating. It's like, fuck, I'm out here trying to fucking win a Stanley Cup game. We right. don't have tip-top ice. We're fucking, right. Christ's sake. And uh, before we got a couple more things here on this game, too. The officiating is fucking god-awful. And, I mean, I don't, I don't like bitching about the officials. You there? Hello? Yeah. Can you, you hear me? Yeah, you got me? Yeah, I got you now. But, uh. I don't like bitching about the officials, like, a whole lot, but, I mean, god damn, the officials in this game were fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, just fucking terrible. What was the fucking two calls, the hooking and the tripping call? What? In game two? Yeah. What was the hooking call? It was, uh, <laughs> I think it was on, uh, Blay. So I think Blade even like turned around and was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The stick didn't even touch him, and then yeah. the Edmondson got the or was it Shen or Edmondson got the tripping call? Edmondson got the tripping one, and like, uh, maybe I it was s- Shen that got the hooking call because I remember Shen turns around and screams at the referee. And got the slashing call. Oh yeah, there was three. There, so there was three calls. Shen's slashing call was. From the ref's point of view, like, for the ref, I could see it being like, you saw a stick come over and the stick breaks. Okay. You look at the replay, you can tell that he kind of got more over the stick than on the stick, and then it kind of breaks on the shot a little bit, maybe a little bit of the stick hitting it too. Mm -hmm. The fact that the stick fucking broke, and we've seen it called a bunch of times, whatever. I thought it was bullshit, especially after Chara fucking two-chopped Bozak game one in front of the net and didn't get fucking called for nothing. Right. And then the Edmondson one, I get. I get because it looks like he's lay he's sticking his leg out. But if you look at it, he's turning to skate to turn around to go into the zone. There was no intent to trip. No, he didn't not at all. trip the guy. He's pushed off to go to turn around because the puck got dumped in and their guy skated towards Edmondson and tripped over him. It's like I get it. It could be a trip, but on it's not because he's not intentionally sticking a leg out. To trip the guy, if you if you get what I'm saying, like I'm yeah, sure you definitely. do, but it's like it wasn't like a stick. He like extended his leg real long to like trip him. He was pushing off to turn around to go play defense. Yeah, it's I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. Not it's, happy with that one. It's the Stanley Cup Finals. The officiating just has to be better. Like this, it's, these are the most meaningful games that I think the calls have to be better. With that, what, you, on, what did you say? The, the game one hook on Thomas. Maybe that's what I'm. Maybe I'm thinking the hooking calls actually from game one. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Was weak. That was just yeah. a fuck tough play where he came in. Yeah, he got the stick up a little bit, but he just kind of put it on his pants and pushed him a little bit. It wasn't a hook. Did like, they score had, on that power play, or was it Sunquist's penalty? Uh, I think it was Sunquist. I think I remember seeing Sunquist coming out of the box like with his head. I think it was him. Yeah, but like you said, it's just. It's the Stanley Cup Finals, and you're calling some real knick-knacky shit, man. Like, I get it. Call the big high sticks. Call the, call the you know, if you want to, the head contacts and elbows and shit. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to the stick stuff in the playoffs, you got to let some of that go because the desperation is going to come out where people are going to be tapping a little more, slashing up a little higher by the hands. Nothing hard either. And they're calling it. It's like, come on. Come on. Put the whistle away and let them play. Yeah, I mean, it's just stupid. But now while we're on that, 
Let's get into the to the big story now. Celebration is over, and now we go into Sunquist now possibly getting suspended for his hit on uh, Grizzlick, which fuck man, like there is an angle of this hit where it's up against the it's really, it's up against the glass the camera is and on that angle i i like it looks bad it looks really bad then you watch it fast you watch like the actual play happen like in fast motion regular motion and the actual play from a different angle and then it's like well fuck grislick loses his skates or loses mm-hmm. his balance and he kind of leans down like you're putting yourself in a bad position while Sunquist was already getting ready to hit him before uh-huh. he bends over. Yeah. And it yeah, almost if... is like Sunquist, if you kind of look at the way Sunquist is going, it may look like he was targeting the head. But to me, I've seen hockey players do this a lot where they will avoid the hit then after that because they know that they're too close to the boards and they don't want to get a penalty. Mm-hmm. Do you think he may have could have been trying to avoid him, but because of the way that he was leaning over, he's like, well, shit, I guess I'm going to hit him. Like, Yeah, I think it was like you said. He was getting ready to finish the check, and uh, what was, what's the Boston guy's name? Is it Grizzlick? Is that how you Grizzlick? Yeah, Grizzlick. Like, uh, I don't think he intentionally put himself in a bad spot. Like you said, he kind of it looked like his skate kind of slipped out, and he kind of right. lost a little bit of balance. And if he would have stayed straight up and down, it would have been one of those hits that we see all the time where you just finish the guy kind of from behind, pitch him up against the boards, and, and you bounce off and go. It's just a matter of that. He was off balance, and Sunquist was just finishing his check. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think I think he got more shoulder than anything. And people are like, oh, but his head smashed the glass. Okay, people, go and watch every hit along the boards. There, Your head goes up against the glass usually when you get hit because, as I explained earlier, you have this thing called a neck and your head moves on it, and uh, you're kind of actually, you know, you, you, you're going to sway a little bit into the boards and stuff, and your head's going to probably hit the fucking thing. Sucks to see a guy get hurt, but you don't. we don't want that at all. No. It was an unfortunate thing, but Unless I don't think like there was fucking any... fucking Don Cherry saying, yeah. uh, Grizzlick, he was just asking for it. Fuck you, Don Cherry. No, he no wasn't. yeah, no asking for it. And Sunquist isn't a dirty player. I pointed this out to somebody that go through these playoffs and look at the fucking shit Sunquist has gone through in each series of getting just pummeled by fucking Winnipeg, pummeled by Nash or Dallas, getting pushed around by fucking uh Sam not saying he's weak and getting pushed around being a little bitch, but you know, he he's took some fucking he took some fucking big hits and what is he what did he do? I don't think he ever really retaliated. He'd get up and just keep fucking skating. Mm-hmm. So uh, to 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 suspend him would be appalling to me because this guy has no track record of being a retaliator, a dirty guy. I mean, I'm sure he's probably, you know, he's taking a few extra, a hack at a guy after a big hit or something like that, whatever. Right. Everybody does it. But he has, I, I don't think there was any ill intention on this hit of trying to hurt this guy. Because I, I think either. he did try to get him more shoulder than anything to the best of his ability. He's just finishing the check. The game's so fast. It's so, it's so quick. It's so split decision that, like, you're taught to finish that play. Keep you know, may, let them know that you're close. It's just that the unfortunate unbalance of uh, Grizzlick and it, it, yeah, it didn't look pretty. But I don't think it's worthy of a suspension at all. I would no, say the same thing. I'd probably I'd say the same thing for uh, another team. I've said it before in other series where it's like 
that guy was in a got end up in a bad position. The guy's just kind of finishing his check, and it's like. Uh, I, I, if you want to find him, fine. If you want to give him a two minute, would they give him a penalty on it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Two minutes. Okay, give him the two minutes. Uh, okay, whatever. I get it. But I, I, I don't think it should have been called. It got mm-hmm. called. Fine. I'm okay with it. But a suspension? No way. Yeah. No, no. fucking way, man. And I was actually kind of surprised the Chicklets guys were like saying that he, he should get a game or a bit. RA, I think, was the one that was like, yeah, maybe not a suspension, maybe a fine. But he needs, like, something. And I'm like, I'm okay with the fine. Yeah, we'll give him a fine, whatever, $1,000, whatever it is, 5000 But Yeah, he's never done anything in his career. Exactly. He's a dirty player or, like, anything like that. That's why I don't think that suspension is warranted. And not to mention, I think it was a complete accident. And the fact that the hearing is taking this long, it makes yeah. me think that the NHL, the Department of Player Safety, I don't think they know. I don't think they know what to do. And if you have that thought process on you don't know what to do, guess what? I guess I don't think it should be a suspension. Then if you really can't make up your mind, like. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I liked from the there's a Boston reporter who said this on Twitter today, which I was like, fucking thank you, like love it. He was like, I want players to be able to finish their checks without worrying that they'll get suspended for an accidental head contact. Uh-huh. Head contact. It's the Boston Bruins should want the same thing as well. Yep. And then you have fucking David Backus after the game, though, making those douchebag remarks. That That's what kind of made me kind of like, I want to see Backus get drilled now. <laughs> like, like, I, I think it's just him defending his teammates, which oh, I'm sure yeah, you know, totally too. Is. And it, it, it totally is. is. But, yeah, it's kind of like, they're like, oh, what happened to the tough David? But I think it's just him defending the teammate. He got asked about it and, and stuff. Yeah. But, That's yeah, nice. I thought the comments were a little – I was like, oh, come on. Come yeah. on, David. But, but at the same time, like well, how, said, what was he going to do? His team. Right. Well, what was he, what was he going to – what's he going to say? It's like, oh, well, no, my so, player shouldn't so, put himself in a position like that? No. You know, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. People don't understand, People don't think, like, to think of it that way. Like, what, what else would you want Backs to say? Yeah. Like – Yeah. It, it's – yeah, I like you said though. He's never Sunquist has never done anything. And like I pointed out, these whole playoffs, as much as he's been getting fucking tossed around and wrecked, uh, a couple knee shots and stuff, he's never gone out there to try to retaliate and fucking go headshot a guy. So I mean, no. they got to look at stuff and be like, what's this guy's track record, and and, and and what was his intent on the play? Did he get his arms up? Did he try to smash? He could have easily smashed his head in the boards. He could have avoided this. He could have said, "Fuck your shoulder. I see your head down," and just smashed his head. He didn't yeah. do that. No. He still got as much shoulder as possible. So the guy was in a vulnerable position on accident, yep. and it was so quick. Yep, and it sucks, though, for Boston. I will say it sucks for Boston. And if it you're does. a fan from St. Louis, like, happy about somebody getting injured, you're a piece of shit. Like, you're legit a piece of shit if you're happy about somebody getting injured. It sucks for Boston because Grizzly is one of their better defensemen. And mm-hmm. I think he – who is uh, – they have Coyle, don't they? Charlie Coyle. Yeah, he's probably their best. Uh, Zidane Ochoa oh, yeah. is old. I mean, uh, it's showing. Yeah. It's showing big time. He's not keeping up. Uh, no, yeah. Grizzlick, I think, is one of their unsung heroes on the on the defensive end. And um, it could have been that they were just a man down, but I think it totally showed in the rest in the rest of that game. I think the Blues took advantage of them being <clears throat> a man down, but at yeah. the same time, they didn't have that true stay at home defenseman, and they kind of exploited that. And yeah, definitely. I think that's where the Blues domination comes in. Because Grizzlick yep. is really good at clearing the puck. He's really good at getting the puck mm-hmm. out of the zone. 
and you don't really see him make a lot of mistakes back there. And yeah, Boston's in. I mean, he's not traveling to St. Louis, so no, I have to imagine it's concussion. So we'll yeah, see. which sucks, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm really hoping Sony doesn't get the suspension. I don't I'm think I don't. That. I don't think he will. I hope not too, because you know what that fucking means. We'll have to fucking see Zach Sanford back in the fucking lineup. <laughs> Unless Robbie Tommy's ready. I don't. Yeah, that'd be. Oh my god, that'd be great. Fuck. Yeah. Honestly, fuck Sanford. Put Jordan Nolan in. Put some yeah. guy who's gonna fucking hit back. Because Sanford's a fucking little pushover pussy. We need. This is the Stanley Cup final. You need somebody with aggression. And Jordan Nolan. Guess what? He has a Stanley Cup ring. He has one with LA. So that's right. Put him in. He he has the experience. Put him in. I would if you if he gets suspended. Say if Sunquist does get suspended, and we're in this spot, I would put Nolan in in a heartbeat. And Nolan played good when he was up. Yeah, he did. Plays a big physical game. Yeah, and I think he would in the Stanley Cup final. Can you imagine? You're getting their shot. Like you're gonna fucking be. I would be flying. I would be so. Oh, I'd be. I'd be buzzing. I'm at the point where I'm like so against San- Sanford that I would fucking rather see Thorburn in the fucking lineup. I can't. I can't stand Sanford, man. And just like the two games that he played in the first round, he didn't do shit. He was slow, and he was getting pushed over, and he was not pushing back. I won't want that back in our lineup. It's not in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, he didn't have. Uh... <laughs> He didn't have, like, any tenacity. Like, he didn't even know that he was in a playoff game. Right. Uh, Yeah, so, but I trust Baruby. That's all I got to say. I trust Baruby. Same. Same. Uh, um, With that being said, game four coming up. Or game three. Game three and four. Um, I think the Blues, honestly, it'd be great to win both. I think the Blues need one. Because the Blues are a better team on the road. You take one at home. You go back on the road. I full have full confidence that the Blues will win Game Five back in Boston. So do I. now you take it. You get one at home. You win one in Boston. You come home up three to two. There's no way you're losing that fucking game. There's no way. No. No way. I legit think the Blues might win tomorrow or on Saturday, or whatever. Yeah, it would be tomorrow if we're putting this out on Friday. I think the Blues win tomorrow. And they may drop game four. And yeah. if they win, if they win one, lose one, I'm perfectly fine with it. Perfectly fine with it. And... Say that's how. No, go ahead. I was gonna say that's how I was in the the, this, the first two games here. I was like, we just got to get one in Boston. Yep. We go one and one. It's good. Love to get two. Obviously, you'd love to get four in a row. But if you, you go one and one in Boston, tough place to play. That's a that's a good that's a that's a good makeout. Mm-hmm. And um, there's no doubt in my mind if we take two at home. We're winning in five. <laughs> yeah, there's a good chance. Because I just don't. Once we it. get rolling, yeah. Well, and here's the thing too, that nobody's really talking about, and the Blues just snapped Boston's eight game, eight nine game winning streak. Yeah. Uh, when teams have a long, long winning streak like that snapped, they normally do not play good hockey following that. They normally yeah, kind of go like on like a couple games to bounce back. Yeah, and. I think if you, I think there was a stat they showed that teams going on a long run that got it snapped. If they, if it was in the playoffs, I think they ended up losing the series because hmm. they couldn't bounce back. Like, 
because you're wasting so much energy. People think you waste so much energy, but I don't believe in all that. I think if you just get a good night's sleep, I think you'll be fine. That's just <laughs> yeah. But um, an interesting stat I did see, and I know this means nothing, but and I love how Tarasenko told uh, the reporter is like, hey, that's why they pay you. To, <laughs> that's why they pay you to write down stats, and they pay us to play the game." I was like, yep. right. I love it." Yep. But there was one on ESPN Plus, the hockey show that's on there, the Inside the Crease, that uh, Linda Cohen said. She said the last six series that Boston wins game one and loses game two, they ended up losing the series. Oh. I just found that interesting. I just, I, that's a stat I, I find interesting. I, I look at all those stuff like that. I just think it's interesting. And if it, yeah. and if it happens again, it's just, it's just a weird coincidence, honestly. It's nothing more than a coincidence, but it's just weird. Yeah, it's like when people are like, oh, the teams that won game one in the Stanley Cup finals go on to win 70-some percent of the time. I'm like, well, 30, yeah. there's a good, there's a 30% oh. chance that they don't. Um, And I forgot to bring this up, too. So Sunquist is talking about, I mean, they're possibly going to suspend him. Uh, why is nobody talking about the Krug hit on Blay that was yes. the exact same play? It was the exact same hit. I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing, too. I mean, maybe uh, maybe a little less, like, quote-unquote head contact on the Blay one, but it was pretty much the same play, yeah. and nothing happened. Nothing, yeah. You heard, and you heard nothing about it. Where's our yeah. reporters? Where's our fucking so-called hockey experts where the fuck are they yeah they're too worried about a zidane ochara giving a little kidney jab to the toughest guy pat maroon fucking idiots fucking idiots that's what they're fucking idiots i'm sorry i I just i just have no respect i like some of our local reporters i'm not gonna lie i do there's some out there that i do like um however um majority of the local reporters i hear i think are fucking awful and I think yeah, they're stupid. the whole point of them is to just get a rise out of the fans and it's all a publicity thing and I don't and maybe sometimes I actually think that they don't actually think what they say or they don't believe what they say they're just doing it to get a rise out of people because it's publicity and that's just how the world works now but I don't like it because it's fucking cheap and it's a cheap way to stay relevant it's a cheap way to get attention yeah our uh, our best reporters are like our former players like yep. Jansen or uh, Jamie Rivers, or uh, like in baseball, we get Jim Edmonds doing stuff now. It's like, yeah, guys that actually know what they're talking about. I'm I'll, not yeah. a, I'm not okay. a big fan of Joe Vitale personally. I think he's kind of a dork. Yeah, but he knows bit. what he's talking about, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like I don't know. Yeah, the, <laughs> we got a bunch of idiots here. That's why, like, I go off on Twitter and I'm just like, like I tweeted Portnoy. I was like, please, uh, I apologize on behalf of St. Louis oh, for this shit. idiot. He does not represent our fan base. Yeah. Like, I've been saying stuff, and I've had people, like, I've had a couple Boston fans tweet me and be like, God, finally, like, oh, St. Louis guy with some common sense. I'm like, yeah, dude, like, yeah, I'm a hockey fan. Like, I understand, like, I'm not going to, you know, I understand that actually what really matters is what goes on in that fucking 200 sheet of ice and not, like, the stupid shit that goes on. That's my favorite thing to do now on Facebook under, like, the NHL, like, posts and just be like, Blues fan here, that crew kit was totally clean. Fuck off, St. Louis fans. Like, yeah, quit being babies. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of Boston fans, though, say that Sunquist should not get suspended. Like, I've seen a lot of Boston fans say that. It's more mixed yeah. than the Krug hit, for sure. Or actually, it's, I guess it's kind of the same. Like, you know, same, like going back on the Krug hit and then going to the Sunquist hit. Rolls are now reversed with the fans, and it's like, Jesus Christ, people. Like, I know. It's... It makes me mad is that, like, people are going to, like, 
it's going to get harped on for like ever, and they're going to think that it made it like it make or break right. the series, which it can. But also, it's like there's so much more that goes on in the 60 minutes of a hockey game that affect the game more than some things. It's like mm-hmm. just shut up. Well, Move have you on. heard the ESPN 101 guys ever talk about back-checking and forward-checking? Do you even think they know what those two terms mean? No, not at all, probably. You don't, you don't hear them talk about that. You hear them, like, give out stats. Who scored this goal? Why Tarasenko yeah. needs to be better, and he should have been traded back in fucking yeah. November. Fuck yourself. Well, when, when Tarasenko crosses the blue line with 12 minutes left, and he shoots from the right side and aims low, he scores 17% of the time. Tarasenko like, has oh, to be better. Sweet. They fucking said Tarasenko has to be better. I'm like, he's on a fucking like six-game point streak, you fucking idiots. And they said the same thing about O'Reilly. It's like, they're on, a, they're on fucking point streaks right now. What do you mean they need to be better? Tarasenko just yeah. scored his 10th fucking postseason goal, you fucking idiots. And O'Reilly's playing just fine. Is he getting points? Nobody's still making a difference out there. It's like Jesus the Christ, guys. Stanley there's Cup final. Holy. There's fuck. certain rules. There's certain rules that guys take during games, and that's what they stick to. And then you know, hopefully the points come to them, but they have a job to do. It's like God, shut up. Yep, I agree. This isn't NHL 19, the video game where you're trying to get 70 goals for each of your players. Right, dude. Yeah, and people God. think like it's still the 90s, so we have to have 90 goal scores. Yeah, that's not going to happen anymore. We will be yeah. we'd be lucky to see that ever happen again in our lifetime because yeah. I don't Shit. think it would ever happen again. No, oh, um, my God, it's like get over it. Yeah, uh, you got a prediction for game three? Um, I think game three is going to be the game where I kind of predict where it might be like a four-one game, and I'm thinking it's going to go to the Blues. I think we keep this momentum going, mm-hmm. and I think. Uh, I think we get to Rask, man. I think we, uh, like I said, as long as we stay, we play hard and stay clean, there's probably going to be a couple penalties. They'll probably get a penalty call here or there, whatever it happens. But if we stay clean for the most part and play our 60-minute game, I think we uh, I think we wear down Boston. Yep. And I, I think do. we win. Uh, I think we get like a nice 4-1 win, 3-1 win. I think we win 4-2. That's. I think okay. we finally yeah. score an empty net goal. That's what I'm going to put out. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so too. Um, all right, let's hit so. him with that one, two, three finish, and let's get it on out. Um, all right, I'll start it off. Uh, my one, two, three finish. Uh, I guess I your hat trick. Ran on. I had. Oh, oh, we're doing a hat trick or a one, two, three for the whole pod. Oh, the whole pod. It's a whole pod. I'm just calling it the hat trick right now because it's started. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was about two hours ago we were talking about this, but. Uh, Congratulations to AEW for what was a phenomenal pay-per-view and a, a nice hot start to a new company. Um, looking forward to that. I'm excited about wrestling again. Um, my number two, uh, shout out me for starting to feel better. <laughs> uh, and my number three, yeah, I know. And, uh, my number three, uh, obviously, let's go Blues, but on top of that, um, got the monkey off our back. First ever Stanley Cup final win. One in 13 in our in our career. Uh, just, just like, so emotionally awesome to be, yeah. to witness it. You know, it's just, people are like, oh, it's only one win. You still got to win the Cup. It's like, well, I get that. But, like, for that split moment, I'm enjoying that, we got one. You know, we got not that it means the world, but it's 
it means something. Waiting for him just to get that. We went swept. It's like we we, we got a dub. We got we, we got something to be excited about. So, but yeah, let's uh, let's go Blues. Let's get that cup. Let's get it. Let's get that cup. Uh, my number one. Fuck local reporters. Uh, <laughs> get former players or somebody do something like. I mean, Jesus Christ! It's a fucking. It's just so fucking hard to listen to these guys sometimes, man. They have no clue on what they're talking about, and it's so obvious. It's so it's to me, it's just blatantly obvious that they've never played the game of hockey, and that's to me. How can you have an opinion on something so strongly like that, and have your own radio show, but you never played that sport? I just don't. I just don't get it. I'm not gonna go out there if I had my like we have our podcast. I'm not gonna say oh the NBA. I'm not gonna judge how they play basketball because guess what? I never played basketball. I don't get to say that. I don't get to say anything like that. I don't play it. I'm not going to fucking critique it. Plain and simple. And then, yeah, so fuck them. Uh, number two, uh, congrats to John Moxley getting out. He's free. He's over in AEW. That's awesome. Just that story, just him, just the way he handled the situation over in WWE. Fucking awesome. Love it. Um, I'm going to say I hit the post here and just say uh, – I'm glad you're feeling better. Hopefully we can get you back in the cockpit soon. Thanks, Doug. And my number three, man, uh, congrats to the St. Louis Blues winning their first ever franchise win in Stanley Cup final. As it's in the Stanley Cup finals, I mean, just it's an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable moment. And I can't wait to experience the live feel of a Stanley Cup final on Saturday. That's just going to be yeah. really insane. And then right after that, I'm driving straight down to Florida right after the game. Oh my god! I can't! I can't believe you're going to be in Florida for some of these games. I know, I know. I, was, I, told I mean, not I, that you won't, not that you won't be able to watch. Like you're going to be able to watch them, but it's still just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'd love to be in this. It's like me, where it's like, oh, I'm really hoping I'm feeling good enough to like. I was already talking to my dad. I was like looking at tickets. I was like, for two of us, it'd be mm-hmm. like around eighteen hundred dollars. I was like, if I'm feeling up for it, uh, let's. You know, my dad's kind of the same. He's like, we got to go to a game. So, Dude, if I have, yeah. to, if, I, if I'm feeling, if there's any sense where I'm like. I'm having a really good health day. I'm. I'll drop eighteen hundred. I don't I care. I need. I need the Blues to split one of these next three games. Yeah. I just. I need them to drop one so that way I can be home <laughs> when they win the cup. I want to be in St. Louis. I want to be in the yeah. city when if we win. Like. Yeah. That would suck if we win the Stanley Cup and I'm in Florida. I would. I mean, I'd be happy for the Blues. Don't get me wrong. I'd be, yeah. I'd still be crying, but like, fuck, that it's, would suck. <laughs> yeah it's just like oh my god it's like what worst things could happen to us when the blues are finally in the cup i'm fucking sick and you're in florida it's like jesus i know selfishly but you know fucking let's go yeah i want it yep yes sir yes sir let's mm-hmm. do it all right well you can follow us on twitter facebook instagram and periscope at offended pod make sure to go follow pwp nation at pwp nation on social media platforms as well uh make sure to check us out on our other shows that will be returning in a couple weeks uh, then that sort of, those shows will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcasts. Just by searching Offended, subscribe, follow, give us that five-star review, baby. Uh, go to www.prowrestlingtees.com, search Offended, and buy our t-shirt. Uh, get a tank top for the summer, because it's already fucking hot as balls here in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Trick1042. You can follow Stoutsy at Jimmy James nine four one seven on Instagram and Twitter. James V Stout on Snapchat. All right, all right, all right. 
Let's go, Blues. For South Sea, I'm Tricky. We'll see you next week on Offended. Let's go, Blues. Play Gloria, baby. Play Gloria, baby. Bye. Bye.